Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 72. Woo! I am Dave Z. This guy over here is the baby face of the group. Everybody loves him. Nobody ever says anything bad about him, no matter what he does. He's Teflon. He's a good Canadian boy. His name is Christian. Oh, hey, I thought you were talking about Brandon. <laughs> until, until he said nobody ever says a bad word about him, I thought he was talking about me. Then, uh, then I wasn't. No. I love all of you as well. All right. And over here, we have a guy who just recently turned heel. Um, there's people in the crowd right now holding up signs saying, why Brandon, why he's facing all kinds of, uh, adversity. He has a new, new persona. And I'll tell you what, some people hate it. Some people love it, but he's the man of the hour. Brandon, what's up, homie? What up? What up? You're, you're the man. <laughs> Sorry. You're I the man. Know. I never know. I don't Now All of a sudden I have settings popping up because I'm screaming. Okay. never mind. Okay. We're good. No, you're, you're uh, so yeah, good. this was not intentional, but apparently I am the heel now, and you know what? Now. I'm not, I'm not budging from, uh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> now. <laughs> it's a full heel turn now. We saw signs of it, you know what I mean? But it finally happened. Full heel full productions. <laughs> yeah, it finally happened. It's like he came up and he, like, you know, gave me a jackknife power bomb out of nowhere, you know what I mean? You know what? I've been spitting the truth for a long time, and nobody's been listening. And now it's time for people to listen. If I have to crack a few heads, I got to crack a few heads. But people are going to start listening to me. Nice. I knew this was coming because he said not too long ago, you know what? You said something to us maybe a month ago about um, you've been backing down too much lately. You haven't really been uh, you know, expressing all, all your feelings that, that, that you've been able to be swayed by, by other people. And you're going to stand strong with your convictions. So we had a hint of that. And it finally yeah. – happened we did have that conversation recently and it's it, it's not about not being able to be swayed believe me if you could sway me into liking something i'm all for it i'm not so, narrow-minded or close-minded but when i feel strongly about something i'm gonna tell you what it is and i'm gonna let it be but i mean we'll get more into you know what this all stems from because we got a lot of questions about it and stuff like that and uh oh, i thought it was for your blood of a big black cock <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always thought it just revolves around that. Most of my life revolves around that, but yeah. this is uh this is this is even worse than a big black cock. <laughs> <get into it. laughs> Guess it depends on what side of the fence you're on there. Yeah. Right, right, shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this may be a glimpse into next season. This, 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 this format we're doing here, we're, we're playing it fast and loose. We don't have any official reviews. We'll probably spit a few triple R's out there. We don't know. We're, pay, we're playing it fast and loose. And I think maybe next season it may go more in this direction. We, we've busted our ass for two years, especially the last two years with the slashers and, and then with the, all these franchises. So fact of the matter is we don't all have as much time as we used to have, but I don't think that's going to hurt the show as far as entertainment. And Absolutely. we're still going to put out two shows a month, right? I mean, right. Oh, that goes without saying. And I love this Fast and Loose. That was Brandon's asshole's nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that joke never gets old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really doesn't. I can't even imagine because <laughs> it's such a good joke. <laughs> It's like, Dave, stop talking so I can get this bad joke in. <laughs> See? 
that's what we do, man. That's what we're going to be jumping in all day because I have so many notes that are just random. I'm just going to be, you know, spouting off just to get my shit out there. You know what I mean? So, no, that's so here we are. I have no notes whatsoever. Oh, you know me. I got topics. I got this. I got that. I, I got notes. We got stuff on Facebook. I got shit. You know, yeah, so. I got the Facebook post pulled up in case you wanted me to read that, but I got no notes. I was relying on you guys to spit out topic of discussion, and then boom, I'm there. Okay. This is Halloween hangover time, at least for the people listening to the podcast. Uh, it's come and gone. I mean, if you're on Patreon, you're getting this early, so no. But this is kind of the Halloween hangover. And with the Halloween hangover, has anybody seen Halloween 2018 a second time yet? Because I have, and I have some thoughts. Have you guys gone back to it? I have. I have. I don't have the time to go back to it. I have not seen it a second time yet. Okay. I had to go uh, because we have five dollar Tuesdays because of we're Stubbs members, Premier, whatever the hell it is. So for fifteen dollars, I took the gamble the other day that I would get out of work early enough, and me and my wife and daughter would go again. And it was great because we went the first time, and then Monday night we watched Halloween '78, new 4K, yeah, and nice. left off on that and said tomorrow. We, uh, we have the tickets. We're going. Hopefully, I can get our work early enough. And everything worked out beautifully. And we were there, and I saw it a second time. Second view, Dave. Yes. It, it's a big deal. And and it, it truly is, because seeing this a second time opened my eyes to so many things that I really want you guys to see it a second time. It's very important. Oh, uh, man. I was hoping you were coming to my side after <laughs> the second view. I will tell you this. I looked for every complaint that you had. I went in with that. You know what I'm saying? Because the first time, it's more of an experience. You you, yeah. you can only react to what the, you see on the screen. When you go in the second time, you know what to expect, and now you can look for what led to that, and you can try to figure out the answers to the questions you may have or others have as, as the story unfolds. It's so important, that second view. I can't stress it enough, but my rating has basically stayed the same. However... I noticed some the plot, almost all of it makes sense. I do have some complaints that I did not notice the first time, and that has to do with the technical aspects of all things. The technical aspects w- w- brought me down because the fucking the first half of this movie, almost like 80% of it is like in close-up. Everything is a close-up shot. Like everybody's face is like fills the whole screen. I've never seen a movie with so many close-up shots. And apparently, because I've spoken to some other people about this, this is the thing that modern movies are doing nowadays that I just was not aware of because I don't go to the theater much for things that aren't horror, and I only watch indie horror for the most part unless I can see one at the show. But apparently, this is like a, a modern technique that I was unaware of that everybody – it's like you know if you have like a, a TV, uh, like a, you know an HD TV, you have that one function that says zoom. Oh, yeah. I never use it. Right, of course not. But basically now, that's what I can compare watching this movie to, is if you watched something on Zoom instead of standard or wide. That's what was going on in this film, and it's a technique that they chose to do. Now that I've told you this, you're not going to unsee it. Next time you watch the movie, you're going to be like, holy fuck. Because I confess, I heard somebody else say this, either on social media or on YouTube or a a review uh, on a podcast. Somebody said, what the fuck? Why was this movie all on close-up? So I had that in my head going in. And sure enough, I had the same experience. So luckily in the second half, it started to dissipate more because you have more action and there wasn't as much talking nonstop because you know how the story unfolds. There's more talking and in the first half, more action in the second. But you will notice it now. 
So that is my complaint. But again, apparently this is a thing that's going on in film now. And it's kind of like the trend. So like in 2018, this is what's happening. Kind of like people say in H2O, it, it, it's a product of its time. When you go, walk, go back and watch it, people are going to go back one day, 20 years from now. They're going to watch this and they're like, oh, yeah, 2018. That's when they were fucking zooming in on everything. That's what I believe is going to happen. <laughs> it's a it, what was the trend back in H2O? Just put the guy in a shitty looking Michael Myers mask? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Does it have anything? Does it have anything to do with saving money on like locations and and set design and stuff like that? I don't know because they could have zoomed out. Just a guy sitting there, like for example, uh, Turkish Loomis is talking to someone, talking to his students. Why are you zooming in on him when you could just pull back a little and show him the three or four people he's talking to? It's not going to affect the set. They're already in there. They're in the asylum. It's not like you know what I mean. There's no real. The very first shot of this film is a clock. You see the 10? I remember. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a complete close-up of the clock. And there's so a lot of disjointed shots at the beginning, and I even commented on that. I think that was a little odd uh, at first, and I'm like, this is, I think it's something weird here. They never tried to emulate the Dean Cundey cinematography. That may have been a conscious decision. Maybe they thought that was too dated. Maybe that's what some of the fanboys are, are missing, and that's what they're complaining about. I see what you're saying, Dave. I don't know if I take points away from it maybe it is a sign of the of the times i did mention i'm like oh this is being filmed you know i call it the clear cell shaky cam uh, i i i think that started originated in in clear cell commercials for like zits back in like the 90s early 90s or or whatever and then it just ended up making its way into movies i mean it's a valid point i i'll have to do this the dave second view yeah, i never do too. a christian second view i always just do a dave second view the christian second view doesn't work yeah <laughs> I, well, I, that's I, while watching, I do that's a nude. watching it while bleaching your asshole. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so my legs are up. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey now, there you spread, go. Spread sure eagle. Yeah. No, I it's a, it's, it's a shame too toothbrush. because the extreme close-ups hurt it even more because we already knew what a ca- shitty character Turkish Loomis was. They didn't have to get extra close to show you how extra shitty he was. Okay, let's talk <laughs> about Turkish Loomis. Everything that happened now. When we see that twist, there are signs throughout the whole fucking thing leading up to it. Now it's like, oh, holy fuck. How did I not see this the first time? It's one of those things. It unfolds perfectly. Turkish Loomis comes in and he says that Michael's seen like 50 psychiatrists. And he says that I, I, I was an understudy uh, of Loomis and, and you know, I, I tried, I lobbied very hard to become, to take over for when Loomis was done. And, you know, so basically he's saying right away he has this strong interest in Michael. He says he's seen 50 psychiatrists besides me. And he goes, and Loomis is the only one that's been able to see him in the wild. Right well, off the bat, that's what yeah, he said. Yeah. I, you know what? I have no issue with the way that that storyline played out. I didn't feel like it was completely out of left field so much as just ridiculous. But the one thing you just said that really bothered me about the way it played out is that he said he was an understudy of Loomis. Which makes it, which implies to me that Loomis had a relationship with this guy. And for me to say that Loomis was not able to see what this guy would become, but understood Michael so well, but was not able to see what Sartain would eventually become, is, is almost like a, like a diss on Loomis. Well, I don't think this guy himself knew what he was going to become until he stepped into their role. Once he got close to Michael, he became fascinated with his mind, what makes no, him tick. I, I get that, but I still have a feel, I still just have a feeling that if it was to play out, like Loomis would still get a feeling like, 
I don't trust this guy. I'm not recommending him to be Michael's doctor. There's just something about him. Yeah, but Loomis wasn't in the right mind either. So why are you judging his freaking... Why, why are you putting his judgment Loomis, on Because Loomis was always in the right mind between good and evil. True. And I no don't matter how that... crazy he was, he never lost sight of that. And I still feel like he would have been smart enough to be like, you know what? There's something up with this guy. He is not it's taking Turkish. over. <laughs> He's Turkish. It's a different he, time he makes... back then. You're fucking yeah, these guys. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Not fine. Oh, it's, an, it's an insult to Loomis. And the thing with the mask in the beginning, the reason he was allowed to present the mask is because Turkish Loomis himself. Well, I said that. To... I said that. I alluded to that within our review. I said, well, I, I said at first I was like, well, what the hell? Why would they allow this mask in here? But then, of course, because of what Turkish Loomis turns out to be, of course, he's going to let that happen because he wants to uh, have he's, this he's, Yeah, He's goading him. But but why why do these podcast journalists have the mask in the first place? For for a 40-year-old famous killing, shouldn't it be in evidence? You know why? They, 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 they said it. They said that this was obtained from the attorney general for the specific reason. And obviously, Turkish Loomis was also in on it. He, Turkish Loomis, wanted to see just as bad, more badly than anybody else, how Michael was going to react to this mask. So the attorney general, he obviously, they didn't talk to the attorney general. They're podcasters. Turkish Loomis had some poll. He was talking about this. This is what's going on. So that's what happened. And then on top of that, the thing with the mask, everything about everybody being in those little things locked up in those things that makes sense they're only allowed to be out there and you can only get so close and they're chained it's it's security you know they have to be that way when they were holding the mask what were they saying michael say something they were basically taking directions from turkish loomis who all he wanted to hear was michael say something exactly. he was obsessed with it that is the exact the way this movie started then it cut to halloween but they were holding up the mask and the guy was yelling at him say something so these people were in coots that's what that thing because that's the same thing later on um, that Turkish Loomis says. He was obsessed with hearing him utter a single word because he never did. So that's that. Now, when he's holding the mask up, one of the nuts eventually, not right away, when they see that they're goading Michael with this mask, eventually one of the nuts loses his shit about it. So when you're in that situation and one nut out of, out of 20 goes wild, usually that's going to get the other ones riled up. Yeah, the, the other nuts? Yes. That's nuts. They, they got all wild. <laughs> That's nuts. Those nuts. These nuts. <laughs> so that also made sense. All that stuff made sense to me. There is one thing that did not make sense, B, that you brought up, and I will agree with you on this one. For him to have knowledge of the trap door, there was no way he would have knowledge. So that is the one faux pas of this film. The only thing I could think of is we know for a fact that – when they were down there, and he shot, and Laurie shot up through the thing, he knew yeah. that they were down there somehow. Yeah. And I think maybe by deduction and looking around, he didn't see any entrance into it. There was no basement door or cellar or any of that shit. So, and maybe judging by where the gunshot came from, maybe I can give that a little bit of a pass. But that is one complaint that I will meet you on. He did not see that thing close. So... There is one thing there. I think he tried to, he hit it and heard it. And then, and then he was fucking around with it for a bit. And then that's what got him like going, well, I'm really going to just try to pull this off. And then they had to get he, it to the next step. He heard, he heard the voices coming from below there. Yeah. So right. he knew something was on, was under there. It, yeah. It's weird. You know what? None of, none of my complaints with the film are, are really on a technical aspect. They might've been when we were, you know, speaking our mind, but it all, comes from a story 
presentation thing, and I was listening to some YouTube reviews, and somebody pointed out something, and I'm not sure if it was a, a fan theory or an original script idea that was abandoned, but he, he, he mentioned something about the idea that Jamie, Jamie Lee, that Lori was the one that was going to cause the bus crash. And that would be something. To me, that right when I heard that, that was another thing that that knocked this film down for me. I'm like, that would have been absolutely brilliant. Then you start playing with this whole, you know, not only the good versus evil, but Lori's now walking, threading that line because a lot of people are getting killed as a result of a crash that she's responsible for. She's been drinking. Well, they she set that needs up. This. I thought yeah. I thought that's where they were going with it in this film. She was there yeah. watching it. And I thought she, I'm like, oh my God, she's going to cause the accident. That was the Holy thought that fuck. went through my I head. I would have loved that. If, if they Maybe she that, did. Well, that's, we never, that. we never do find out the reason. We assume Turkish Loomis unleashed him to uh, kill. Another, another mistake. If Turkish Loomis did, did unleash him, he should have killed everyone, including Turkish Loomis right then and there. Well, how many people can he kill at once? There's fucking he a bunch of killed, he, Well, he killed every good, every security guard and all the patients are walking around uninjured another mistake i didn't like and in, and for me the ultimate thing is one of the strodes had to die in the end there had to be a sense of threat for for one of them and there never was throughout the whole movie and i think a perfect ending would have been Lori in the basement who sets the trap to, who sets the final trap door before she blows the place while she's still down there with down him. with them but then there would be no part two, which we know is going to come. There absolutely could be a part two because you could still play off the granddaughter, which is fine. And you have a 40-year window, since this is ignoring all the sequels, to use flashbacks for Jamie Lee. I would have been okay with that. I am compl- I don't care that it ended the way it did. I would have been okay with that. But I want to go back to you and Lori causing the accident. Maybe in the next movie, that will be revealed. That will be a part of so- that yeah, would be I'll, great. I'll tell you what. I was talking to to some friends of mine. Again, they didn't love it as that much either. They they liked it a little bit more than I did, but they didn't love it. But I even told one of my friends. I said, "You know what's going to save this movie for me?" I said, I'm, "Of course, I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to watch it again. It's going to be my collection because I own all the movies." But what's going to save it for me is how they do part two. Well, I've heard a couple of rumors. Still, it's in Rumorville right now. Still, one that Michael. Of course, the whole house blows up and, and whatnot. But then he actually goes out the back and goes down this ravine and gets stuck <laughs> in, a, in a hermit's place for a, a year. And it takes place one year later. And yeah. then Buster Rhymes actually, happens to be in town. I think he's just, just a bird. <laughs> two very loose rumors. Be, I don't even want to see a part two. I, I do not. I know it's going to happen. And it's I'm going to go there with my arms folded. The same way I did when I went to Resurrection, I'm going to say, you better fucking do something that's going to blow my mind. Otherwise, I'm going to shit all over this fucking movie. I need a part two because of how unsatisfied I was with this one. And that's if, fair. If this one played out the way I wanted to, if Lori had sacrificed herself and there was a big moment, maybe the mother had gotten killed and it was just the granddaughter and Lori at the end. And, you know, there's, you know, a big, you know, emotional scene. And then Lori, you know, goats Michael into the basement, sets the trap. And then you could still have the end scene with with uh, with Allison holding the knife, but you see definitively that that Laurie and Michael are burning. Or then that would have been perfect and done. But you know what? It's definitely going to get a sequel. I mean, it, it did fantastic, and that's great. So it was number yeah. one again this weekend. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't care. Like I, I'm just glad horror is killing it in the uh, in the mainstream right now. I don't like even if I don't like it, it's it's awesome. 126 million in 10 days of release on a $10 yeah. million dollar production budget. 
awesome. Fucking and that, awesome. And that's just that's just domestic. Yeah. That's probably not not even including the foreign box offices. Right. Offices. Offices. Now, more complaints or questions from last show that I noticed. Um, there was a question about the guy being in uh, the father being up in the closet. Remember when? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I brought that up. Like the timing because they time. do. Okay, that's what I want to know because they do. I remember they do the t- crane down shot and you see him dead on the ground and then okay. She is in the basement. When this there's she shoots him, this and that, that's when his fingers get blown off. Then she goes in the basement and closes the door, and she's down there for about two minutes. In slasher movie theory, that's nothing, that's not a big deal. We've seen shit like that before. I'm not gonna pick on that. Two minutes is enough for a slasher film to do that. That's fine. You know what? I I can't nitpick this because when we uh because this is a specific Friday film that we're gonna be getting into where I'm gonna be doing the exact same thing you're doing, Dave, talking about there was time to do this and do that. There's time. If there's time, there's time. In a slasher film, if there's time, there's time. I'm not going to nitpick. It better not fuck have anything to do with Gordon. It most certainly does. (laughs) (laughs) It 100% does. I have a a fucking (laughs) diorama drawn out and and ready to be presented to you guys. I want a thesis. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. That's good. Uh, So there was time for that. There's been a lot of questions. It may have been on this show. Why the father went outside in the first place. I think somebody brought that up. Well, upon second view, it was real fucking easy. The guy was waiting on his daughter in the house, and all of a sudden, a cop car pulled up, the sheriff's car. And he opened the door and said, hey, any news on my daughter? What's going on? Then he walked outside to talk to the sheriffs. Michael was the one that drove that car. And Michael was the one that got out of the car and had, had the, the, you know, the Jack Leonard head in there of the cop and then fucking killed him. So there was a reason for him to come out. Also... Michael in the gas station was not a coincidence. I noticed this time as I'm watching it that when the podcasters go to see Judith Myers in the cemetery, Michael was watching them. It was actually kind of, it was one of the few times when we actually seen him stalking, which was cool. So he was there watching them. So now he's aware of these people. He's in. The, granted, it was happenstance that they were in the uh, the graveyard at the same time, but they both had their own reason to go there. So there they were. So he then follows them from the graveyard in the car that he stole when he when he choked the kid out. You know what I mean? Follow them to the gas station and then proceeded to do what he did. So that was not just slasher happenstance at the gas station. So if They're, the podcasters hadn't gone to see Judith Myers, then there's a chance Michael would have had to kill in a completely different mask. Yes, or no mask at all. Yep. So they had to get the mask back. I mean, you you gotta write it in. So but it did it did work. The equation is fine. It worked out that way. Brandon there was not 74 pumpkins. There was 15 pumpkins on that fucking person. That's too much. That's 14 too, too I've many seen that trick-or-treating myself. As a matter of fact, if I had the time <laughs> now to do it, I'd be one of those people that had 15, 20 cool jack-o'-lanterns on my fucking thing. So it wasn't that obsessive. I was watching it, waiting for it to look like that, that girl's house in trick-or-treat. You know, it, what's the name? Uh, Richard Honda. <laughs> It was nothing like that. It was like it looked like the end of the invitation when the whole city was lit up, <laughs> except this whole porch was lit up. I look like nitpicks again. Nitpicks. That's fine, but I still just didn't like the presentation of this movie. That's fine. I just wanted to let yeah. you know that I went with as I'm watching it. I'm yeah. like, not just your complaints. Any complaints I've heard, and I want to see and go in there and give it a fair shake and see if things make sense or not. I was honest enough to say the thing with, uh, you know, the, the, the trapdoor thing might not have worked. And the other thing, I forgot what I said already, but 
whatever, uh, some plot device that um, might not have made the most sense. So I will tell you like I see it. Same thing with the close No, that, that's good because that changes my mind about the gas station scene a little bit. Yeah, I'm still – I'm still a little pissed, like, because they show a woman sitting in the truck and, like, you see this big mental patient walking by in his all-white mental patient uniform and, like, no, and she just she doesn't think to say anything or call anyone. But the fact that he got there was an issue of mine. But if you're saying he was there stalking in the in the uh, cemetery, yeah, fine with me. And, and it, this. It, it, yeah. And I'll go a step further. What you said, your complaint earlier, I'm going to have to take it back to Halloween 78. The very first time Michael escaped in Halloween 78, there were other patients around, and we saw that. He did not yeah. kill a single person. All he wanted to do was get a car and get the fuck out of Dodge and get to Haddonfield. What's to say that in this case, he wanted to get the fuck out of the bus, get a car, which he did. and go He wanted to get a Dodge and get out of there. <laughs> 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 want to get a fuck in a Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Why nitpick that he didn't kill a busload of people? He, that's not his objective. His objective is to fucking get a car and go to Haddonfield. Like he did in 78. Same thing. I'm just thinking 40 years later, it's a little bit more personable. You know, it's him wanting to go finish what he started. They made him more mean-spirited. Have the bus scene be an an opportunity to really showcase some violent kills. I'm not saying he had to kill all the patients. I'm just saying a, a better presentation of... Of violence there would have would have made it feel better it just felt you know you see the two security guards there of course turkish loomis is sitting there with a gunshot wound well he didn't get the gunshot wound till the kid shot him but right but uh, you know that th- he's sitting there and all the patients are just perfectly unarmed walking around the middle of the street it looks cool but it's not re- really very realistic for the violence of that of that specific crash that's fair that's yeah. fair that's just that's your opinion. I don't care, but I, I see where you're coming from. It's a slight thing, but again, the the Lori theory when I heard that that just really killed me because that just would have been like ideal in my mind. Well, hopefully the second view yeah will, will change things for for you and, and you yeah, both of you will notice different things. That that's what it's all about. So I just wanted to wane a little bit on that because I saw it and I couldn't wait to to say a few things as far as the sequel. The only way I think they can make and here's what's smart. I'll give them one shred. One shred. Lori could not stay. I was saying she would have to stay to watch this motherfucker burn. She's been obsessed for 40 years. She wants to see. The, there's no way she would leave. But I was forgetting that she was stabbed. She had to go to the hospital. They had to carry her out. So there's no time for that shit. Plus, the place was burning. So yeah. I could see them saying, OK, let's take grandmother out. Go to the fucking hospital. <laughs> Let's take now. Are you referring to everyone's grandmother now too? I don't have a, a living grandmother anymore, so I'm going to. Yes. I don't either, but I'm still no. going to refer to them as grandmother. <laughs> that's the way to go. Just that's little red riding hood all day, grandmother. That's fucking. That's where that comes from, as far as I'm concerned. But whatever. No, that makes sense. But th- didn't you like? You know what? And it's it's mainly because you you can see now 100. percent I don't think anyone had a doubt that. If this did well, there was going to be another one. They have to end it. Like, it's time. Like, not that I don't enjoy these franchises continuing on and on, but it's time to bring it to an end. It's I agree. time. This to, was the it's, perfect time. This was the yes, coda. This was perfect. But they, yes. but they missed the mark in, in terms of ending it. Yeah. I know. It's time to fucking end it. I agree. The only way they, if they can do it, if they want to milk the cow and find a way that, because when they flash back to him again, they show the steps where he was burning and he no yeah, longer was burning. Exactly. Somebody brought up to me, by the way, did that remind you of uh, of Brimstone? And I said, you know what? I never thought about that, but there was kind yeah, of Brimstone. I, I still got to watch that, but I saw that oh, post. 
Damn. Um, <laughs> okay. I forgot who, and I'm sorry. No, but, it's uh, not your fault. I read the post uh, when it first came. I was like, oh, I guess someone else is burning, but I still <laughs> want to see it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, but I mean, they went back and he wasn't there. So if yeah. there's a way out, whatever. The thing is, they can't do with Lori, because in my mind, Lori is not just going to fucking let that happen. She's been too obsessed. But again, because she was stabbed and they had to take her in, I could see that being the only way. In my mind, they should kill her off. She shouldn't even be. They should just say that she died that night from fucking the wounds that that, that, that were sustained. That's what they should do and let her come after the other people, I guess. Yeah, but, that, that would be fine. Or have her die off in the next one, a la Resurrection, and then have Allison finish it. Yeah, dude. They they can't have Lori in the hospital again and have him coming after her. And I'll just I'll she shut could up. Die, she could die in the first five minutes of the next one. I love her, but she could die in the first five minutes, and then it's time for Allison to finish this up. And maybe, you know, with all the, the ruckus of the shooting and all the fighting and everything breaking while they're you know, having their final showdown in the house, maybe it somehow created some way for him to get out. And I think they'll do, I think they'll make this into a trilogy. And I think Lori will be there till the end. And I think she'll finally be able to kill Michael. Uh, but in uh, she's going to lose her family in the process. That, you know what? I wouldn't mind wow. that either. There has to be consequences at this point. It's been 40 fucking years. There's got to be some emotion to this. You can't just keep ignoring sequels and taking character deaths out of it and rebooting it and, and not giving us any sort of emotional depth to this. Yeah, and Turkish Loomis was a tool to get him out. That's all it was. They had to get him out, and they wanted to do it, and they he did what he was supposed to do for the context of this film. They don't need him anymore. And that's fine. He's disposed of. Let's move on and see what they can do. I can't yeah. believe I'm saying this, but no, you're right. And if they had just decided to go with 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 uh, Lori's obsession, needing him to break out, especially the whole scene where where she has with the cop, and the cop's like, "Why would you do that?" If that conversation was not about her dreaming about breaking Michael out, but her actually confessing to to causing the accident, it could have been an, it could have been just that an accident because she was drinking. So it could have been just that, and why would you know? Why would you do that? Then they wouldn't have even needed Turkish Loomis at all. They could have had him at the beginning, just as you know, a setup, and then have him killed, you know, in the bus crash or as of the first victim when Michael gets out of the bus. Yeah, we'll see. I think it'd be a little weird if she's like sitting there like Rambo, fucking, you know, shooting a fucking bus, and it's that easy to bring somebody out. No, no, I, I was thinking, you know, she's maybe following the bus, you know, because she's obsessed. She wants to make sure it gets safely to where it's going because she's afraid somebody's going to break out, and she's drunk, and she's swerving, and maybe she cuts it off, and, you know, something like that. And the bus goes into the ravine. So, you know, not her standing on the side of the road with a sniper rifle. That would right. <laughs> that would be a bit much. Like the hills have eyes. <laughs> Imagine and the HIPAA law. That's why you can't yeah. you can't give that information out. You know what though? It's I I get from a technical standpoint. I, I know about the HIPAA law, but it, it just feels like within the context of a movie, when you're talking about a major crime, especially as big as Michael Myers. Like, I, I just find it hard to believe that we wouldn't be able to, to go back and see, like, who the doctors were for famous criminals who were still in prison. Yeah. I don't, but I hear you, but I, don't. I guess you can't, <laughs> you know, but whatever. It's, it's over with. I just thought I'd bring this to the table. I, I watched Halloween 78, like I said the night before, and I watched it with subtitles. And mm -hmm. I have a question for you guys. Lonnie Lamb, how would you spell his name? L O N N I E. Pause and what's the rest? The last name. L A M. Okay. B. What do you think? L O N N I E L A M B. Okay, you're both wrong. 
I was wrong too. That's why I'm bringing Lonnie it up. Lamb. <laughs> his name is actually Lonnie Elam. E L A M B is his last name. <laughs> oh, I was close. I had the B on the end. <laughs> Lonnie Elam. Can you believe that's the fucking guy's name? Lonnie. <laughs> I always that, thought he and was. That was the same Lonnie. That they they should have bought Lonnie back. They should have bought Lonnie back. Yeah, it was the same Lonnie. Uh, it's Halloween '78. They talked about him two or three times. But you know? they huh. said it, they said his name, Lonnie yeah. and Lamb in the new one, and that was the same Lonnie from the first one. Well, didn't they just say Lonnie? Did they even yeah. say Lamb in the new one? No, they just said Lonnie. It had nothing to do with the new one. I'm oh. just saying that I, I watched Halloween '78 the night before, and I had subs on, and I was bringing some levity to the situation and saying, <laughs> "How do you spell Lonnie Lamb?" That's all. He had nothing to do with seventy. He had nothing to do with two thousand eighteen. I just oh sorry. Know. I thought yeah. I was saying because they bring up Lonnie a couple of times in two thousand eighteen. They you do. Just assumed it was that guy. Maybe it is. Well, was it wasn't that a reference to being the kid's father, the boyfriend's father? Something. I think so. Oh, so that has no connection with this Lonnie, or we don't know? Well, I have no idea. I didn't <laughs> write the fucking film. I mean, in a roundabout way, I think that's what the implication was. Is, he is said this one they're setting it up that Lonnie Elam is the real killer? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. I got my Lonnie. ass away from that, and I grabbed a knife. <laughs> and the next one, they should all be wearing the three silver shamrock masks. Michael Myers, Lonnie, and Ben Tramer. <sighs> Each of them wears a silver shamrock mask. And they're the three killers. Well, I'll tell you what. That mask is fucking burned. So if they come back again, and that mask's not... I don't know. Maybe you should wear a silver shamrock mask. Or that'd be <laughs> awesome. Imagine that. He's got a fucking a, a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I did love Maybe you should have mask. some burn on him, at least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. You would hope. But it's the mask did look good. At least the mask looked good. It did. No one mentioned that. The mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't like... talk about the ma- The mask. I, to me, it might be the second best mask after the original. Looks good. I know. The look of Michael looked fucking very good. Yeah. Man. I, I, could, I could agree with that. Yeah, sure. And it's just a slasher. Here's what I can't, I can't. I can't get over the fact that people are complaining about all the nods to all the other movies. Complaining. They put that stuff in specifically so fucking horror geeks like us can look at it and be happy. Could you imagine oh, walking yeah. that, watching that and saying, oh, that's fucking... They, how, how do you have that again? Just like Halloween 2. How do you do this? Why do you do... Are you kidding me? That's I think the they were, fun of it. I think they were a little heavy-handed with the nods. I but I think it. I think it was more so, you know, we're going to ignore every sequel, yet every nod is going to be to one of the sequels. Especially, especially part two. Yeah, but that's love, because part two is the one that skipped the most, that people are going to complain about the most. So if we're going to be so bold as to skip them... Let's at least still acknowledge them. I think that comes from a place of love. They don't. Ha- they didn't have to do that. They could have just been completely done whatever they wanted. But I mean, they did that as a service, as fan service for yep. us. We should embrace it, not hate it. I-, I don't get that. I just want to tell them for fan service next time, focus a little less on the Easter eggs and a little bit more on the writing. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm such a heel. No, that's your opinion. That's not even a heel. Yeah. Thing. I and notice, that. and that's another thing. Look, I mean. I love everybody for the most part. I mean, I feel like 100% of, of everyone's feedback or reaction to, to my dislike of the movie was was purely joking around. And I really hope it was because as much as people were, you know, coming at me saying, oh, how could you not like it? I never once said anything. Oh, how, how could you like it? Wow. We had some drama on the group page and you were the least of it. So <laughs> it's OK. Yeah. yeah. 
But I noticed it stemmed from other people saying they didn't like it. And you know what? It's okay not to like it. Fuck yeah. What was that dude's name? Fuck talking about this movie. This movie, this is becoming as long as a review now. Wasn't, uh, it, was it, wasn't it Lonnie? <laughs> no, it was, it was, if we're going to bring it out, it was Carlton. It Carlton was, Lonnie, yeah. Yeah, Carlton. He got fucking real. The Fresh, the the thing fresh is, Prince guy? Yeah, it was, it was him. It's not unusual. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's not unusual for Carlton to get a little out of hand. <laughs> no, his big beef is that he really despised the fact that they they did not make them brother and sister. And that's his opinion. I mean, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for them not to be brother and sister, and I was thrilled about it. But that's fine. He liked it. He insisted that that was a part of part one, that, that Carpenter, it was his vision in the first place, and, Carl, and Carlton, and that uh, Carpenter is full of shit, that that was his implication because he put Judith Meyer's headstone there. And that's neither here nor there. The issue was that when people were saying something nice about it, he was jumping in and you know, not attacking, but giving them shit for liking the film and saying, how could you like it when this, this, and this? And because we're a pretty fucking cool group page, he basically had two strikes, and that was the end of it. Never had a third strike, came back the next day, and he was cool. And he he, he was a pretty apologetic, yeah. I think yeah, afterwards. he never afterwards. gave us a problem before that, yeah. and he hasn't given us a problem since. No, so. but you see, it's, it's weird because people get so sensitive. It's it's crazy. It's like, just relax. Even if he's voicing his opinion, as long as he's not attacking anyone, you yeah. know, if you want to question everyone's like for it, that's fine. But what, sure. what wasn't sinking in is that he couldn't fathom why people could, like, see his viewpoint that it only makes sense if they're brother and sister and his fixation was because they're brother and sister and that's the only reason this works. Part 2 is what makes Halloween work and that's why H2O is good and Resurrect, that's what works. And he couldn't fathom that the reality yeah. is that he was just a psychopath. Yeah. And See, so you know what he was? He was Loomis. He was Turkish Loomis. He needed to have a motive <laughs> and an explanation for it all to happen. And it couldn't just be evil. It had to be a fucking reason. And the reason is what ended up, well, for some people, other than for the Carlton, uh, was uh, killed the, the series. And it's why Halloween it, 2 wasn't... I like Halloween 2. Personally, I like Halloween 2. We just went through the whole damn series. I'm just saying, but... Based on the fact of where the original started from and where it, it evolved from to what it became in part two. Yeah. Look, I even started when we reviewed part one, I even started by saying, how do you know where his sister was? Not even drawing the conclusion in my head at the time that it has nothing to do with brother and sister. That's not to part two. So it almost yeah. makes sense to me, Carlton's point of view, that, that Carpenter might have intended it with the headstone and all that. I could buy that, but I just don't want people just... Fighting and cursing and screaming at each other—it's just a movie. Relax. <laughs> I th right, and I think the Judith and the headstone thing was basically saying that was like a tribute to his sister. Like I killed my sister who just fucked somebody, and then I killed her. This yeah. chick just fucked somebody, and I killed her. And here's the headstone, and it's just like mm. saying this is what the fuck I'm doing. And that's what I took it as. If he took it a different way, that's fine. We're all different as long as no one's attacking and no one—at least we're not doing what they did in that other other group page. You guys see what happened with, again? And I hate to fucking do it, but again with the Shockwaves page. No, yeah. what happened? I don't go to that page. I don't. I and it's not. I just. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I get a lot of. I get a lot of news there. I make some friends there. I, I turn them on to our podcast there. Uh, I, I, enough people there are cool that I'm fine there. I've had beef there. I've just. I've. I've had discussions with Ryan, who runs the to the place, not the other Ryan. That, that's the host of the show, <laughs> uh, Ryan Larson, who who runs the group page. 
and we've had our differences and he knows where I come from and he knows that I don't like some of the policies, but I never overstep the boundaries. I don't fucking come on there and say, what the fuck are you guys doing? Cause that's not me. But sometimes I can't help myself and I do something, but there was a ridiculous post made about, about oh, the film. The meh. Yeah, yeah. dude. Meh. <laughs> the meh. Right. Meh. Basically, Bruh. dude, this is what it said in there. It said, okay, hey y'all, here is your Halloween thread to discuss the 2018 film. Spoilers below. Also, remember, if you're giving reviews like I hated it or meh, it will be deleted. <laughs> Let's keep it positive and constructive. So, of course, me, being what I am, I just put meh. A dick. <laughs> just, just to see if it would be deleted. And it was just because I can't believe that that would be. So... He says, let's keep it positive. So basically, if someone comes on there and says something negative against the movie, it was going to be deleted? No, I think he I meant, mean, I, I know where you're thinking. I think he meant just keep it positive, a positive vibe. Like, you know, I didn't like the movie because of this, 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 this. Maybe I'm wrong. But as long as you explain the reasoning why, you weren't like, oh, I fucking hated this. And like, you, you're coming from a very defensive and aggressive standpoint. I think maybe that's what yeah, they're trying man. to avoid meh is not fucking aggressive or any of this like to me that's the same thing as i could have gone on there and said great yeah well you're right no they're right there's no there's no substance to the review uh and you're right and great should have been accepted either so your response should have been great and so so if you got put that on and see if you get kicked off i'm gonna gonna (laughs) do it right now i'm gonna put great or loved it but the thing is he basically alluded to negativity basically saying something negative about the movie so you're not allowed to see something negative about the movie. That that's it, what that's It saying. does sound like that, but I think he was meaning it think it came off more I think it's meant more as negative vibes amongst people yeah. talking about it. I get that, but he the words here say if you're giving yeah. reviews like quote, I it, hated it, unquote. So you can't say I hated it, but you could go on there and say I loved it? Is that No, may, maybe he means like if you can say, Oh, I just I dislike it because, but you, yeah, it, you're right though. It doesn't make sense because you could just go on and say I loved it without him. You know what? It sounds like he's running this group page like Nazi Germany. Fuck him and fuck his group. <laughs> That's why it's called shockwaves. Shockwaves. <laughs> and I didn't mean to say fuck him and fuck the group, but I do say that fuck him of, and fuck the group. <laughs> That's fucking fishy. Man. We had a guy. We had a Carlton on our page, and I even made a joke about it, and he said. I go, he said, oh, I would, have, I would have totally been blocked from, from shockwaves, he said. And I go, yeah, you would have, but I'm a little fucking more cooler here. We're, we are a little cool. We're a little yeah, fucking you know what? We're great, about. and Ryan is meh. <laughs> <laughs> Brady, can you go on that page and put brutes? Brutes. <laughs> brutes, you should. They probably wouldn't even know what it means. Brutes. <laughs> it just makes me angry because, like, this isn't the first time you hear stories about this, and it's so stupid. Stupid to think about this. Like, right? It's a horror group fan page. Like, is this? Why are you running it like this? Like, I understand wanting to keep spam out and keep, you know, you know, real negativity. People are name calling shit like that. (laughs) Hate, exactly. Political hate speech. Any of that shit you want to keep out. Fine, but if somebody wants to just put their simple opinion, positive or negative, about a movie, meh, or it's not good, get the fuck out of here, dude. I can't believe it. And and we don't have half of the fucking action we have in our group as they have in there. That's what frosts my balls. What if I, you know well, what I mean? frost, speaking of frosting your balls, what if I said <laughs> I love the movie so much I came in my pants? That's yeah. banned? Probably because it would probably offend somebody. It would probably yeah. would offend somebody. But I can't somebody. help it if especially I like your, it. Especially your jizz is very offensive. <laughs> it's the odor. 
really? Yes. <laughs> frankly, got a very it's offensive. salty asparagus smell. <laughs> yeah. Smelling. <laughs> oh, that's great. Whew. I don't know where that came so, from. So, yeah. I, I guess that's enough bitching. There's more I can bitch about, honestly. But, I mean, do, uh, do we just want to bitch, bitch, bitch? That, that fuck, I'll tell you what. The Scream Factory Blu-ray situation. Have you guys heard about this? I have not. Well... <laughs> T- I don't know. Remember, Tell me what's what's going on now. Remember how excited I was? I think we talked about it a few shows ago. We were talking we about, talked about the trick or, We talked about Trick or Treat Blu-ray getting delayed. Okay, I bought Trick or Treat pre-order. Yeah. I bought Creep Show pre-order. I have mm-hmm. never, never, ever pre-ordered anything in my life for those two movies. I was excited. I, I can afford to do it now. You know, I'm, I did it. I love both movies. I, I wanted to get the posters and everything that went along with it. So I pre-ordered the both of them. Spent top dollar. Wouldn't you know, not only did Trick or Treat not arrive two weeks early, I got it after the street date. So I could have gone to Barnes & Noble on the street date. Granted, I would not have got the poster. I still got it, and it did have the poster. That's That's fine. But I mean... You were supposed to get it two weeks early. They sent something saying, well, it's not going to be two weeks early. Hopefully, it'll be a week early. We're going to give you a $4 off coupon that you can use. Okay, fine. And then it's the last I heard of it. Then it, the day came and went, nothing. I sent them an email the next day. Hey, I would not have pre-ordered had I expected to get it after the the, the fucking the thing. After yeah. the day. That makes no sense. And they said, we're sorry, this, that, the other thing. Okay, and then it arrived later on that day. So not a big deal. It was the first time I did it, and I wasn't thrilled, but whatever. Well, creep show, same fucking thing. No warning this time. No, okay, it's gonna come late. No then I, I finally, one did come late. No, I, I'm sorry, I did get a warning a week before, saying, "Well, this was supposed to be here two weeks before. We're gonna try to get them all sent out by the 23rd." Now the 23rd was this fucking street date. <laughs> well, what about what a, did they give you a coupon? Did no, give- I got no coupon. I sent them an email. Didn't get a response, and it arrived two days after street date. Well, yeah, wait a second. One other. Did you did you finally get parallel activity two and three? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Fucking Ryan on Shockwaves, the guy that's responsible for Halloween, who I supported his film, still would not acknowledge my texts, my messages, <laughs> nothing. Wait, nothing. wasn't that Shock till you drop? Yes, but now he's on. Oh, he. He, is he the one who's banning the posts? No, that's Ryan Larson. That that's no no no. That this there's is too Ryan. Many fucking Ryan's. There's two fucking Ryan's. Yeah, you know what, what I think of the name Ryan? You know what I think of the name Ryan? Ryan Turek. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Turek is the guy who used to be oh, on the Shock one on the show. Week. Yeah, he's on Shockweeds full time and whatever. And he's part of Blumhouse, as they all are, and he was one of the executive producers, I believe, that was his role on, on Halloween. So yeah. Anyway, how do we get on his fucking ass? Um, <laughs> so that's what Screen Factory. Unbelievable. I still can't believe that happened. I still can't believe that us, a fucking people that don't have any money, are willing to ship things out to anybody around the world that wins a contest. Right? We'll go out and we'll spend the money and buy the damn Blu-ray and send it out to you. But shock to you, drop, and Ryan say, oh, well, sorry, but the people that were supposed to send us those DVDs never did. So you're shit out of luck. Instead of them going out and paying fucking twenty dollars out of pocket for someone that won a contest to you know to satisfy a customer or someone that goes on their website and their Facebook page, eh? Guess you're not getting shit, buddy. What an ass here, right? Oh, it's I can I so have a feeling that. we're not going to be on the Shockwaves uh, podcast site anytime soon. <laughs> well, I'm not saying anything that isn't true, and I like. I really like Alric and Becca on the show, and I, I listen to the show. I like what I like the, the what we watch, and they do that. They're fine. 
You know what I mean? My only beef was with Ryan <laughs> and the way the paid, the paid Ryan Turek, the host, not, not the guy. Granted, I'm not crazy about the way Larson runs the page, but he's still a friend with me. It's, it's still okay. <laughs> like you said, you run your it's page the way you want to run yours. <laughs> we're going to run ours the way you want to run ours. And that's fine. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. So that is I don't great. like him. You might that's be friends fine. with him, but I don't, I don't like him. That's I'm, fine. I'm with Brandon. Fuck I him. like Elric though. He's the one who likes possession, right? Yeah. He's cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I like, whoa, I like, whoa, I like possession. <laughs> Christian whoa, hates him now. Yeah. What a douche. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was cool as fuck. I'm kidding. I don't even know him. <laughs> no, he's really cool. Yeah, October 9th, there was a Scream Factory sale. So I took that $4 that they sent to me, and I gave them more business because they had a sale. Remember everything that was Shocktober or whatever the yeah. hell. So I bought um, Lady in White, and then I bought the Tales from the Crypt Vault of Horror uh, two-pack. And so I ordered that on October 9th. Haven't heard one fucking word about shipping, nothing, not a thing. They're never coming. <laughs> and I mentioned it when I sent that email about Creepshow. I said, listen, first trick-or-treat and now Creepshow. October 9th, I placed an order. I heard nothing from you people. Nothing. Still nothing. Here I am on the 28th. You know, I will say this. Uh, Scream Factory for a long time now has been doing the two-week early thing, and it's only – of late that I've started to really hear the complaints, not only uh, of things not getting shipped out on time, but now I'm hearing things where the posters are damaged and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I, I know what it is. I what, got involved. What, Everything was fucking fine until I became a collector again. Oh, now, shit. So it's your fault. <laughs> shit always follows me, dude. Every, I'm telling you, I can't, I don't get it. They need to do right though by their customers. Every single fuck up they need to do right by. They should have given you another $4 off. It's only the right thing to do. They gotta replace these posters for people who are saying they're damaged. That's the reason why people pre-ordered this stuff. Not only to get it two weeks early, they want the posters, they want the lithographs, whatever comes with it. This shit ain't cheap. Right, dude. It's not cheap. No, it's not. It's top dollar. You're paying fucking yeah. 30, thirty-six dollars for a book. Yeah, yeah, because people can <laughs> see it. Oh, it's it's only twenty something or twenty-eight. You know, that's a lot of money. Then you gotta pay five, six dollars shipping. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not cheap. They gotta they gotta do right. That's why I say go digital. Fuck everybody. I know. What the fuck, dude? Uh, totally. And how about the? Here's the worst part about those posters. It comes in a box. There's a box, and inside the box is a rolled tube, and the poster is inside the rolled rolled tube, and the and the Blu-ray is also inside the box. The bo- the outer box was fine. You open the box, you open it up, and then the tube had damage on it. The how the, the f- was the poster okay at least? It ended up being okay, but because of uh, because I know how to fish them out because I'm an avid poster collector yeah. now. I, I was, but I'm I could, picturing you with a fishing rod like a hundred yards back, actually fishing out the poster. I, don't <laughs> I know had why. to use a wrench. I had to use a wrench oh, to freaking to to pull it apart a certain way, like layer by layer, yeah. and then slowly put my hand in there and like bring it out a certain way. But it could have easily been damaged to a novice. But the thing is, why would the tube be damaged? That happened in the factory, obviously, because. Yeah. It's, it's, Put in a box, which is freaking pristine. That's the guy who put your tube in the box is the guy who was answering all your emails. He's like, this fucking guy's going to keep emailing me, and he fucking threw a knee right onto your tube. Fuck him. That's what he did, yeah. <laughs> they should make it like, yeah, you know, do you guys have like the Pillsbury? Yeah, you guys have Pillsbury dough, where like you just yeah. twist the yeah. thing, and, it, and then, that's how it should open up. The, the poster pops <laughs> out. That's what I do with the wrench. That's how I end up having to do it. Perfect that's comparison. It. It's like the Pillsbury thing. That's how I have to do it, though. Did you make delicious Cinnabons with it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that guy stuck his dick in there while he was at it. That's it. Oh, fuck him. I'll give him a second view. Let's <laughs> fucking prick at his podcast. <laughs> that's 
a good title for a show, a prick in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that should be Jeremy's solo cast. Yeah. Because <laughs> he loves the boy and his dog. A prick in his podcast. A prick in his podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, that, speaking of that. Oh, that should be called Millennium Norman Bates. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, did you guys see? I, I'll go to something positive now. Did you guys see the thing that I posted um, in the page about the um, back to trick or treat, but the trick or treat um, stuff that was given to me? Yes. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Did you awesome. see that shit? Yeah, I did see it. And why don't we pl- plug that podcast again? That's why I said podcast. Yes. Basically, I met this guy, his podcast. Uh, now, he isn't like straight horror. You know what I mean? But, but it, it's. It's called Two Strangers, One Podcast, and he's one of the hosts. His name is uh, Michael Colon, and he lives in Rochester. I live in Buffalo, not too far away, and he saw that I posted something once for Trick or Treat. He said, hey, I happen to have these things here. I work at a a, 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 a printing factory. I forgot what it was, production something or other merchandising. He he worked somewhere where he saw that they had all this Trick or Treat stuff that was, you know – from the movie Trick or Treat, because you recognize Sal when I put up the picture. <laughs> Sam. Um, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> so he recognized him. He goes, okay, this is something. And they were going to throw it on. He goes, wait a minute. He goes, I think people like that. So we hung on to it. And then when he saw me put the picture up, he said, hey, wait a minute. He reached out to me. He goes, hey, are you interested in this stuff? I can get it to you. I said, yeah. He turns out he just ha- so happens to live in Rochester. And one of my routes that I drive goes there. So we talked a few times. We were finally able to get together. I, I went to his place. He brought them out to me, and he had all these cool ass. <laughs> In my head, that's where it was going. I, I pulled it out, and I sucked his sow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't one up me. Sorry. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh. So yeah, dude, he had all this trick or treat swag, and it was freaking. Great man. Uh, yeah, I put up a picture in the thing. I'm gonna put a video up on Patreon of my whole room because it's it's pretty much done now. It's really cool. Yeah, I got good stuff. I, I have some extra stuff, so maybe I'll give some away on a giveaway. But they're all these old school looking Halloween decoration type things that you would see in the '80s, and they're all you know trick or treat related from the movie, and it's so fucking cool. But he did that. I, I hooked up with him, and you know he just said here, you he know hooked up with him. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> don't neglect the balls (laughs) (laughs) see i try to say something positive get off the negativity no that is no that is really nice that is i saw that post and that that is actually awesome i'm so thrilled to hear all these stories i've heard from christian i've heard from you about people really paying it forward to you guys and i get shit (laughs) you don't you you always used to get stuff. I yeah, feel like did. those days of, I turned heel, and that's this is what happened. <laughs> it's part of it. Look how popular the podcast is getting, and you're getting. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck popularity. I want money. You're soared through the roof. <laughs> well, maybe Patreon will take off even more when we tell everybody we're putting this on it. You can get. I want. I want somebody to handle my sow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old sow. Well, they should just spell it right. He should still be called Sam. But his name should be spelled S-O-W. It's simple as that. I'm sorry. That's how Salwin is spelled. Is that sequel dead? I thought there was some momentum with it. No? I don't know. Isn't that weird? He, you know, after Krampus, he starts, isn't he doing like a Marvel movie now or something? Or my way off? Or a King Kong versus Godzilla movie? I'll look it up while we're talking. I'm pretty sure he's involved in King Kong Godzilla. So 
I think you might be right. It's a big deal, obviously. I mean, that's maybe he'll go back to it after that. Maybe he's going to take the Sam Raimi approach and do a couple big things and then come back and come back into horror or, or Peter Jackson. Wait, did Peter Jackson come back to horror? Well, he did. No, Frighteners was still at the beginning. Well, he did his art film and then he did Frighteners, but I don't think he ever really came back. No, okay, so okay, just Sam Raimi did it then. That's fine. He's okay. he's doing Godzilla King of the Monsters for next year, and it still has on the yeah. IMDb page that Trick or Treat Two is announced. Yeah, it's announced. But you know, announced. Yeah, well, Friday the Thirteenth is announced too. I mean, <laughs> so is Brandon's grinder handle. <laughs> no, no, I officially canceled that this weekend. Oh, <laughs> colored bear. Colored bear. <laughs> Colored bear, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I'm going to blast some shit out here because uh, as long as I'm talking about podcasts, I'm going to do some quick recommendations. First of all, I'm going to talk about something on the Horophilia Network because I listened to that, and I know for a fact that Christian did too because I think he said something on the page. I'm going to say something on the show, and I'm talking about No More Room in Hell. And that is, um, yeah. you know, evil episodes had to sadly disband, and I completely get why because people don't watch horror TV shows on the week by week thing anymore. So I can see that we all binge, and I I always listen to that show, but I I couldn't listen to the the horror TV talk anymore because of the way I do it. So I get that Mike's voice, right? Oh, you meant but, the um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing yeah. Mike. Love you. <laughs> uh, but it's Mike Merriman and and Jerry Cortez and. A, a returning Corey Graham, who, who's been out of the podcast game for a while, but we're, we're happy he's back, and it's a good a good show. Oh, it was a great show. Fed, yeah. Great show. Well, great movies that they're reviewing, but you know what? And I don't care how this comes out. These guys have great voices, and so you want to listen to them. I agree. They do. They all have good voices, and, and they work well together. Oh, you know what? Jerry Cortez, I got to shout out him because he did, did a little stint in the hospital and he came out. So, Mr. Venom, we're glad you're okay and we're glad to hear you on all these podcasts and yeah, man. sounds like you're doing okay. So He's on a lot, too. How many shows is that? He has a ton of shows. A lot. He said seven at the beginning of that record. I don't think it's really seven at this point because they're not all... He's, like, catching up, he's catching up to Derek. <laughs> Derek's right? on like 47 shows. Yeah, everybody's busy. Oh, and speaking of Jerry, I got to talk about our other buddy, Jerry, Jerry Herring, who also did a stint in the hospital. And thank goodness he's out. He had issues of his own. And um, he's okay. And Kill the Cast, by the way, if anybody is listening to us on the Horophia Network and you just subscribe to the network, Kill the Cast was on the network and now it's not. It's on Legion. Uh, he's still around. They're still around, I should say. Follow them over there and subscribe to them because yes. you know they're doing all kinds of good shows. And uh, it's always been a good show, but I just thought I'd throw it out there just in case some people were doing that. And, and Jerry's a friend of ours, but both Jerry's glad you're doing okay. He's an okay Absolutely. guy. No, he's a great guy, and they're doing the horror coliseum shit, and it's it's a fucking great listen. It is. Yes, it is. I'm glad all Jerry's are doing well, and uh, I just wonder which one of the three of us is going to be doing a stint in some sort of hospital next. Oh, I feel like it's going to be me. Really? I feel like, I feel like I'm close. Well, you're so I'm fucking pale for going by skin tone. <laughs> you're, <it's> you. <laughs> by skin. you're skipping the hospital. You're going right to the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any blood coursing through those? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't like the fact that we're recording this and I look this pale. <laughs> it's true. No more room in hell, Shock. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> no more room in hell. Nice. And back to podcast. I want to shout out another podcast, a friend of ours, well, a friend of mine, 
um, by the name of Cole. I interacted with him through email because he has a show called the Joe Blow Horror Show. And there are not that many shows in. He put a feeler out. He wanted uh, someone to describe a horror. I think I sent you guys a message at the time. But as usual, no one responded but me. But he said, what's your description of horror? It's okay. We're all busy and we talk all the time. So it happens. But uh, I sent something in. I just want to say I'm not going to confess that I've listened to every show because I have not. But I have listened to, to, to a show. And I'm going to you know, steer you guys over there, the Joe Blow Horror Show. Go check them out and give them a listen. They, they have long shows. I'll tell you that. They got three, three and a half hour shows. So not all of them, but the one I listened to was. <laughs> so. You should have seen Brandon's eyes perk up there when you heard Blow. <laughs> uh, Especially I, right after the name Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess I should mention uh, it's been a week now uh, that uh, weed is officially legal across Canada. But. Awesome. Uh, Canada Post is striking, so the only way to get it in Ontario right now is you have to order it online and have it delivered to you. There's no actual stores yet. That won't be until 2019. Now, will they ship it two weeks early? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this poster. It's fucking fantastic. Man, I, yeah. man, I spent eight hours trying to open this, this poster. <laughs> man, there was no poster. <laughs> Man, I'm high as fuck. I got it sent to me digitally. Have you ever had digital weed? It's phenomenal. <laughs> digital weed. <laughs> that sounds like a freaking a rap album or something. Digital weed. You know? By Ice Cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> that should be it. Ice Cappuccino presents digital weed. <laughs> Chronic on download. <laughs> Holy shit. Oof, we have emails and shit, but I think let's put a pause on them and do the questions maybe, no? Sure. So uh, we put out some feelers out there. Look, he's yeah. cool. Brandon is a freaking glowing now. He looks like radioactive, man. Look at him. <laughs> digital weed. <laughs> I've been smoking that digital weed. That's why I look this way. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so let's just go post by post here. There's not – there's a decent amount of comments on here. Yeah. All right. Yes, I put the uh, you know the question out there, talking about that we were doing a laid back show and we were just taking any questions or comments. And here's what we got. The first one was from our boy Jerry, Jerry Herring. After hearing the interviews I did with Dave and Brandon, the real question is: Christian ready to step up and reveal his innermost secrets? And I, I mean, I know Dave and I could speak for this, but for myself, I had a great time doing it. Dave sounded like you had a great time doing it. Yeah, I think yeah. Christian, you should one hundred percent do an interview show i would do it i feel like i don't have like i it's weird the stories i probably have that i don't really think about that would probably work but i don't i, I have no real secrets well i felt the same way i had nothing like really crazy or secretive to share but people still enjoyed it so hey you don't go in there thinking you're gonna spill secrets but when people ask you questions and you give honest answers That's it just kind of happens yeah, I'm not like as crazy as I come across, which I don't think is crazy at all. There's no crazy people around here. <laughs> Sorry. Although Christian did appear on Friends to the End with Paul Stevenson. Yes, I home. did. Yeah. So how much more do you really need to know about me? I don't like anal. I, I mean, <laughs> done. Interview over. You, you don't. You don't like giving anal. You like getting anal, though. Exactly, Mondo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the answer is question. I, I, I guess I, I guess I'm ready. I, it's Good. all, it's all in your court then, Jer. There. I love this. I love listening to those shows. I really do. Well, that's Me what too. I'm worried They're about. I don't want to be the dud. 
<laughs> nah. they've all been great interviews. So then no, been... <laughs> I thought I thought 100% I was a dud. I even up until the day before, I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna write to Jerry and tell him I can't do it. I really have nothing secretive or you know awesome to share. But he's he's so good at it. He makes you sound more interesting than you are. <laughs> Well, you, you never did tell that story about you trying to blow yourself, too, which I thought would, you would have opened with. <laughs> you bastard. Yeah. You scum. <laughs> All right, Andrew Schroyer, any reason you guys lied on your H2O review? Andrew, I'm going to answer this first. I know you love that film. I know it's in your top ten. I think very ranked very high up. Man, power to you. Like I said, I questioned my leg for it when I saw it originally. It's not aged well. I actually do not like it. I think Resurrection's the worst, and that one kind of hovers right above it, personally. And the mask is atrocious. That's my thought process, man. I can't meet you on that one. But I'm glad you love it. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. I mean, I liked it, I think, a little bit more than you did, Christian, but not not to the extent Andrew does. So, hey, to each whatever. his own. Yeah, I responded because I, when I put up the post. That was the one about the masks, right? Well, not that. There was another thing where uh, I put up the, the post when the new show dropped. Oh, okay. I put it in Woodsboro. Basically, I haven't been sharing the show lately like I used to, uh, but this time I did because it was Halloween 2018 and we were like, you know, the first review out there that I was aware of. So I wanted to get it out there hoping, you know I what I mean? Anybody in the history of the internet. Our show is the first. <laughs> yes. First podcast. Yes. <laughs> Halloween 2018. We got that shit right out like Saturday. And then we came out Thursday and Friday. So we got on it. So I, I did I did promote that more than I usually promote our shows in, in the Facebook group pages. So I did it there. And, you know, he listens anyway. But he, and he responded. He said something about it. And I said, hey. I said, I was the highest on it, if you remember. And I said something about the thing. He said something that. I said that there was no stalking or suspense in it, and that's he said I lied about that, or that that was his issue. And I said, well, the thing is, I look for that stalking stuff, and I say the word stalking, but I think the word I really intend to use is lurking. When you see him in the back, yes, lurking from afar. I still consider that stalking, but stalking could also be when he's Michael is chasing Lori through the hallway. That's stalking, is it not? When you're stalking yeah. what if, someone. What if he's wearing stockings? <laughs> <laughs> knee highs yeah, knee- <laughs> silk stockings yeah. might as well but that would have taken my fucking attention away from his mask <laughs> hey Mike nice stockings what are you gonna do I said what I had the next one will be set on Christmas there'll be Christmas stockings <laughs> alright I'm done with this alrighty <laughs> alright Don and Nelly which franchise would you be most comfortable with a complete reboot and which would you not want to see get rebotted I think you meant the right rebooted <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure friday the 13th man i still think they didn't they need to do a proper one i'm totally down with some of the rumors we've been hearing lately i don't know what is up what is officially happening it sounds like victor miller is going to continue so that to me seems like it would be a total friday the 13th part one remake uh, mm. but i'm totally cool with the total reboot i've always said there should be a new trilogy and i think with this halloween business happening i really hope him and Sean Cunningham will just kiss, make up, and and give us what we want. What, what yeah. I want. What I want, anyway. Oh, that'd be cool. I was thinking about some of like the shittier franchises that really just need to start over. <laughs> Stuff oh, like like Amityville could use a complete total reboot. Texas Chainsaw. I loved what Leatherface did. I would like to see it continue from there and continue on. I really enjoyed Leatherface. I would love to see that 
reboot kind of take form. I know it's a prequel, but they could just build off of that. I agree with you on Friday. For ones I would not want to see, uh, even though I didn't love the last film, I don't think they need to reboot Saw. I don't think they need to reboot Scream. I don't think they need to reboot some of the newer stuff. Tremors, I don't think they need to reboot. All good answers, man. Actually, yeah. I think I'd agree, because I didn't say which one I wouldn't want to see. But I have really no interest to see another Scream. And if they did, they could just they could just continue. It wouldn't have to be a reboot. Well, they already have with the TV show. That's already a reboot. Nah, that's true. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about TV shows. Everything's a goddamn reboot nowadays. It seems like uh, they can't come up with a, a new idea, so it's kind of a reboot. Even this Halloween forty Halloween 2018 is more or less a reboot. Yes, of course, yeah. they're using the... It's a sequel, but it, it, it's there to launch another, the ser- re, relaunch the series. Let's face it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm going to disagree. Hellraiser. Hellraiser also. Another one that could be rebooted. What are you disagreeing with you? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's going on here? Th- there's very few things I want to see rebooted. I, I'm pretty much happy with most of what I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't see, see the need for reboots so much. I definitely don't want to see Friday rebooted because I love Friday the way it is. One movie, fine. One movie. I don't want the series to be rebooted. I just no, let Friday 1 through final chapter be what it is. I don't want anyone to try to improve on it or touch it or fuck with it. Well, One movie. It's not going to hurt that series. You got it's the not series. That's what, what I always say. It'll it never be as good, though. Yeah. It's impossible. It'll never be. Even Halloween 2018, which I enjoyed a lot, it can never be Halloween 78. It can't. So why continue on and make another and another and another? It's just because they make money. They are franchise films, and I know. And as long as but... they, as long as they don't shit the bed, why not? <laughs> like why not? Why? I have no problem because this is what we wanted. I've, I've. That's why I said 2018 was great. Now you're right. I, I hear your argument almost like they did it. Leave it. We yeah. got it done but i'm i'm like i'll 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 take another i'm a glutton for punishment i guess because i i i I will take another and i want a friday 13th yeah but you know what happens we've been through this this is the year of the franchise you see what happens with these franchises one movie fine you know easter eggs and everything else and do what halloween 2018 did and you enjoy it great but i don't want to see friday the 13th and part two and part three and part i just i just don't because i'm happy where it is but i'll go i'll say something here Something that would be cool to be rebooted just because they just made a movie this past year from that franchise. And it's unofficial because they're not hooked up with the originals. So this is kind of a standalone. But taking that and what we see them do in that movie, I wouldn't mind seeing the Puppet Master franchise rebooted. Yeah, didn't we get that with the Littlest Reich? Yeah, but that's not really a reboot, is it? It's just one standalone film. Oh, I think they're gonna. I think they're definitely gonna. Well, they're definitely gonna continue on it because it's said to be continued. So I think they're gonna well, continue the storyline and maybe make it into like a trilogy or something. But I want started from scratch. You know what I say? Like Puppet Master One, how we how we got the. You know what I mean? This thing what they did with Toulon last time and changing the lineage is one thing. It's still an unofficial part of of that franchise. You I wouldn't want. I, I'd like to see Puppet Master One, Two, Three, redone. A different thing. With th- that type of film, though, where it's gory and it's fun and it's just because you can a definitely bit of a budget. Two yeah, colored dude. bears. Yeah. Two colored bears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I think Amity, it's Amity and Hellraiser are the two that stand out most to me. Hellraiser be interesting, that's for sure. 
They have to obviously they have to cast Pinhead, which is a tough thing to do. But uh, those have been downhill for a long time. And Amityville, I mean, now they just use the name. There's like eighty of them. I, I don't even think I've seen past like three or four of them. I hear you. So it's... for the love that the first one and the second one gets, and even a few of the later sequels, go back to that and reboot it. Well, the remake it's a little love, and the, the... it'd be interesting. And I, I love Le- I love Leatherface, man. I think. Take it's a prequel. Yes, you could just build the whole story from there. Now, I find if yeah. if as long as they try something different and it's not just a cash grab mentality, then I'm all for it. I actually really have never had a negative thought process with this. I always dug sequels, even when they annoyed me and pissed me off. And really, at the end of the day, those were just trying to make the studio more money, and I was okay with it. But I do want a little bit of more originality put into it. I, I do admit that that would uh, help escalate and take it to the next level. So, of course, that would be great. I would like Prom Night being redone properly. Oh, that's you know, a good one. The My Bloody Valentine, they did it, but I love that setting and those characters. It just, you know, sometimes what ends up happening is they're classics for a reason. We have that nostalgia factor, but... I'm okay if they try something new, so I'd take a new My Bloody Valentine. Well, if they don't make up, you might get they you might get something new with the new Friday. You might get no Jason. I, maybe a lie. Maybe Elias sees Pamela gets get her head chopped off. There we go. <laughs> so they maybe. can take it that way. I always said I think I talked about it on this show too. I had this great idea for the burning, and the burning used the original. You should see movie. a doctor about that. <laughs> I think that was the exact same joke you cracked when I talked about it, though. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Where a place nice. where Alfred comes back, Jason Alexander. How the fuck not? They all come back. I hear you. That could be something. You know what? I just thought of something else. And coming from me, it might be a little surprising, but if this first one is good, I wouldn't mind seeing the three mothers done. If Suspiria comes out and, it, and it's great, and if they even touch at all, Upon the other two mothers and and the lineage and them, I don't know what they're going to do in this film. I have no idea. But if they talk about them and how everything was formed, do another Inferno and and another freaking um, third mother, uh, Mother of Tears. Mother of Tears, yeah. Uh, Well, it'd be interesting. I'm actually really looking forward to this remake. I am now, believe it or not. I've come around just because everything I've heard. I'm excited for it. I don't think, do we see a lot of Italian remakes of, of recent in the last 10 years? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I'm just looking up at my cal- uh, my calendar, my uh, display here, the Toxic Avenger. It was supposed to get a big, huge Hollywood remake. You know how much I love the Toxic Avenger. I would love to see them. I would love to see them do that again. Mo- modernize it. I'm not saying Lord Cu- Lloyd Kaufman has it. I love James Gunn. I think he was originally going to be attached to that. And maybe he'll have to be now that uh, he's not working on Guardians anymore. He can oh, get yeah. Bat- he can get Batista to be uh, Toxie, <laughs> since Batista wants to walk away from uh, that'd be fan- fantastic. Honestly, I'm down for that too. These that'd are some be good fantastic. <laughs> Who's Cigar Face? Who would be the new Cigar Face? <laughs> now you're gonna find out why they call me Cigar Face. <laughs> I don't Joe think Clancy will take the money. Everyone says he's such an honest cop. Yeah. Don't you remember? Wasn't Schwarzenegger supposed to play the mayor or something? <laughs> well, they were going to remake it at one point. Fuck. I, for whatever reason, that does sound familiar. Yeah. But this time, Julie and Wanda get it. And they get it bad. Oh, <laughs> yes. They get it all right. Nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
Let me go. You know, I got to jump into this because you said prom night. That reminded me. We actually got a few responses on Twitter. I can't believe it because we never do. But I, I put the, the same question that Brandon did. If anybody had some questions, I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm gonna, there's three of them here. No more room in hell. Speak of the devil. They asked us, are any of you checking out Haunting of Hill House yet? Not yet, but I will. Not yet. Not this time of year. Uh, it's two movie time. It's October still. I, I I just cannot at this point, but I plan on it. I I never check out any horror TV, and I kick myself for it. Uh, but based on what everybody's raving and going on about, I think I will watch that with my wife. We gotta watch it. I mean, we the three of us we blow Flanagan more than anyone, so we definitely have to watch it at some point. No, no, you two blow Flanagan. I'm I the one that not. liked Hush. <laughs> I do not blow Flanagan. Right, we'll you, get to it. You Joe blow Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> you were blowing him until we saw what was it? Not Dolores Claiborne. Uh, what was it last year? Oh, Gerald's hey. game. Gerald's, Gerald's game. game. And then I, I think, n- I, no, I was never blowing him. I said that all of his movies well, your cup are his balls, very at least. good. They're all around. <laughs> they're what? What'd you say? Your cup of his balls at the very balls. least. <laughs> no, I said the guy's never had a nine or a ten. That's what I said. I said he's been very consistent. In his films, that's all I said. But he's never completely had that amazing film. That all his films, up until that one, and I feel like that one too. But I'm just saying they've all been good. They've I polite, been, I politely disagree with that. <laughs> that's fine. Absentia is my favorite one still. His first film, and it was the lowest budget, and it just you know. I haven't seen that. I saw Absentia though. Like <laughs> an Absentia landlord. Yes. Okay. Bobby the Cynical on Twitter. What do you guys think of Prom Night 4? <laughs> this is, is this a fucking real, realistic one? I used to love that movie in high school, of course. That was 19 years ago. Haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> so guess what? what? After it I put sucks. on <laughs> Deadly Turd, Deadly Friend the other night, <laughs> I put on Prom Night 4 because I wanted to start posting about it. Now, don't get me wrong. It was really late at night, and I did fall asleep about a half an hour in. But it's not that bad. I don't know why people... I like it. Maybe if I had to redo my list, would it be there? I'm not sure. Because when I realize what I've kicked out of it, that I've praised a little bit higher when talking on the show, I think Prom Night 4 ended up being like, I can't believe I hadn't seen it for so long and I was enjoying it so much that I think it just trumped some of the other ones. But I can't believe how many people hate it. Yeah, there you go. Same thing. I was I was like, oh, wow, this is much better than I remembered it being. And then now going back since then, my last watch, it went down a little more. So probably would not be number 50 now. So You know, yeah. the weird thing is I'm still happy with the 50 I talked about. But there was one film that I excluded that I'm like, how did I leave this off after rewatching it again after the show? The New Blood. No, Girls Night Out. <laughs> yeah, well, that was oh. on my list. I, le- yeah. I left it off because I Great. didn't enjoy it as much when I was watching. And then, I'm like, and then I watched it again. And I'm like, this is really good. Why did I uh, take this out? This so I'd probably have to bump like Fatal Games or something. What do I always say? A movie's only as good as the last time you watched it. It really is. It is. My my rating changes every time I watch a movie. We're going to do that it, 50 it, slasher show every year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Imagine that. Yeah, well, this year. Yeah. I, I, don't have, I don't have a list. If you asked me to do my top 50 right now, it would look completely different. I bet you you guys could at least come close to what you had. Top 10 for sure. Maybe top I don't 20 even, for sure. I don't even think I could do my top 10. I could do my really? top five. I could do my top five, maybe. I, yeah, I venture to say. I think, the only, I think maybe three would come off and three would go on max. I think I don't think it would change that much. But that's me. I haven't watched 50 Slasher since then, so it's hard to say. But to answer the question, Prom Night 4, 
Christian really liked it. It was on his top 50. We both watched it, I think, since because he praised it. And I liked it better than three. And so, I still think yeah. he's nuts. <laughs> I, I think, think you think I'm nuts because it was on my list. If I just said, you know what, a special shout out to Prom Night for you, would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's not as bad as everybody said. It would have really, died there. But because I it was really like, love the first two, and I even liked part three a lot. So maybe part four was just a big drop. It was so boring for me, especially the you know the first like hour. It took forever to get going. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that. I bad. would still buy it if they put out a Prom Night box set. Absolutely. Except I don't want that re- the original reboot because that's really piss poor. Never saw it. No Never desire to. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. Okay. Last question. The VHS Savages podcast. What movie started your love of horror? And if you could make your own movie, what would be the premise? Well, both of these questions. Yeah, we had comments like this on the post. So we're going to hold off on that and we'll answer them with our Facebook peeps so everybody gets answered when we get to them. So. I didn't think we answered it in episode one, but true, true. <laughs> Go back to episode one. I'm going to tag all three of these people that questioned us on Facebook. We can do it quick. Uh, I don't want to be a jackass. <laughs> I when, I when, I, when when this show comes out on Twitter, I'm going to tag those people because they obviously haven't listened to all our shows. So maybe if they go in the back catalog, they'll get some answers. All right, Marco and Jonathan Wilhelm want to know if Dave would sing. They want to hear his take on. Limp Biscuits classic break stuff. Okay. There we go. Oh shit. Okay. Remember, <laughs> it's all about that he said, she said bullshit. You're right. I pack a chainsaw. What? I'll skin your ass raw. What? And if my day keeps going this way, I just might break your fucking face tonight. Give me something to break. <laughs> Give me something to break. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about that he said, she said, bullshit. Huh? I think you better quit letting shit slip. Are you believing with a fat lip? It's all about that he said, she said, bullshit. Huh? I think you better quit talking that shit, punk. So come and get it. Nice. Yeah. Not bad, huh? <laughs> that was not bad. Everybody sucks. Everything is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Christian, you okay? Sounded like you got a hernia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh! Yeah. I'm more of a corn fan myself. I could do some corn and shit. You know, yeah. biscuit. They're biscuit. They're okay. But do you like corn biscuits? <laughs> ooh, 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 I love them. You know, I was All never right. a big, huge Limp Biscuit fan, but I love, I love my way. They do my way. Yeah, they do their version. Oh, yeah. Well, it's my not... way, my way, my way, or the highway. Yeah. When you said my way, I was picturing That's Sinatra. Corn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Sid Vicious. No. Oh, that's... <laughs> and it's near. You know? <laughs> I did it my way. That my version's awesome. way. At the end of Goodfellas? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's fucking great. Oh, God. Look what you started, Marco. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> they only want Dave singing, though, so I'm going to fuck this up. Austin, what are your guys' favorite decades in horror, seventies till now? Favorite to least favorite? I feel I like, like we I feel like we've done this before, but uh, we could do this real quick. Don't mind doing it again. Mine, mine's yeah. pretty easy. Mine's Go pretty ahead. easy. I think I've, I, I think Dave and I are exactly the same. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. Eighties are the best. Second best. Gosh, it's so crazy to say. I'm gonna say it. Second best is two thousand tens. What we're in right now. That's the second best. The third best is the seventies. Fourth best is 2000 to 2009 and the fifth best is the 90s exactly the same for me exactly 
That's it. Wow. I knew it. I knew it. And I I would just switch the 90s and 2000 to 2010. That's fair. That's but but otherwise the first three 80s, 2010, 70s, 90s, aught zero to aught nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the people that don't that do not realize that we're not we're in a golden age. I cannot believe it when I look on the social media and I, I see people say shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? What are you doing? How do you not know about all this great horror that's been coming out? I it just I want to shake them. I'm like, what the fuck? The yeah, Netflix, we have the Netflix so many effect. Images. Unfortunately, you turn on Netflix, you put it to the horror section, you're getting the human centipede. I have nothing against the human centipede. Actually, I guess I do have a little bit against it because like it's just that's what you're seeing. I wanted mainstream. to be in the middle. I wanted to be <laughs> yeah, in the middle. That's it. <laughs> Feed her. <laughs> I'm telling you that that's it. They have some good flicks on there, but I would not say it's the best representation of the genre. That's yeah. fair. Netflix is easily the weakest representation of horror right now with all the streaming services. You're right. Uh, I'll be so TV is better. I'm, I I I promote this thing every show now. Yeah, it, cut, it has ads, but I've been watching more on there because I'll put it on and go, holy fuck, they got this, they got that, they got this. Bada bing, bada boom, bada beesh. Ah, don't yeah. call yourself a moron. Jeez, you're not that bad. No. Would I call myself a moron? It was a bad joke. Oh. <laughs> you said, I watch moron there. Oh. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> joke. I just went over my big fat moron head. I just heard moron. No, I can't help. It's just one of those things. Yeah, tubby, tubby. Yeah, it's it's not so bad, you know. Tubby, tubby or not tubby, <laughs> <laughs> or Teletubby. That is tubby or not Teletubby. <laughs> That's uh, it. I'll, dude, I'll be so right. If if everybody that complained about modern horror listened to the Exploding Heads horror movie podcast, they would be turned the fuck around. Sorry. Fuck man, just, I, I'll but, tell you what. The last the last six years have just been. And fucking incredible. Word. They really have. Yep. All right. Let's get back to this. Uh, Mark. My way. Mark Harrison. My home. Uh, yeah. Good guy. I'm glad to hear someone thinks Resurrection isn't the worst film in the Halloween franchise. But come on. You seriously think Halloween 2018 is that horrible? I really don't like it, Mark. I really don't. Is it that horrible? Maybe it's not a after a second view. But I'm really disappointed with what, with what it did. And you we talked a little bit. I'm sorry. I, go ahead. You gave it a three and a half. No, a four, not, and a half, four and a half. No. B, you gave Resurrection part, a three and a half, though. Yes. Oh, I, I did give Resurrection. Oh, I did? Really? Yeah, because Christian and I, it got into, into got into the Hall of Lame. I okay. gave it a two, and Christian gave it a two, and you gave it a three and a half. You were the highest. You're telling me that Halloween 2018 is rated below a three and a half to you? No, I could get my rating for Halloween 2018 is a four and a half. Oh, okay. So, so there. I actually don't have. I actually don't think Resurrection's better. I guess I just forgot what I rated Resurrection. You can stay. And Mark, Mark is a. <laughs> I, I don't think he's bullshitting. Mark is a Resurrection apologist. Mark Harrison. He he oh, actually. I don't think he's bullshitting. He says he likes it. I'll tell you what. I'm thinking about three and a half. Does seem very low though. But you know what? After the first fifteen Are you minutes, kidding me? it's really bad. But that first fifteen minutes is really good. It's not really good. It's I like just it. not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am bullshitting. And better connection between Laurie and Michael. Nah, let's not get into it. <laughs> I did say Michael Myers looks better there, but his fucking mask and those eyebrows. They put like Groucher <laughs> Mark's eyebrows on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> Fuck. In, a, in, in the next one, he's going to have a Hitler mustache. <laughs> speaking of Hitler, speaking speak, of Hitler. What? Speak what? Okay. I'll, I put something up today in the group page. I don't think that phrase left... has ever been uttered before. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Hitler. <laughs> With such like, like vigor, too. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, because I felt like Hitler today. Because I put something up in the group page. So I saw it in Shockwave. Somebody... That's you know that's another reason I like being in there. I, I can I, there's good stories in there floating around. Anyway, somebody said something about a petition that people have started to change the date of Halloween. Oh my about, God, was that real? To the last Saturday in October. Oh, it's a real petition. It's of course it's never gonna fucking happen. But I put it up there and then I said actually I wouldn't mind and I also wouldn't mind if they change it to a warmer month because I'm sick of freezing my fucking dick off every October thirty. <laughs> Frost, anyway, frosty balls again. This guy. Right. I put that shit up there, and people acted as if I said, I want to put Hitler on the $1 bill. People were furious about this idea. Furious. I couldn't believe the, the reaction I got. This is the way it is. This is why I don't post that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Jordy. What are your opinions on the Universal Monster films? Will you guys ever review those? And how about other pre-1960 films like Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, House on Haunted Hill, and The Pit and the Pendulum? So thoughts on Universal Monsters first. I love them. I mean, that's that was a, a gateway for sure. Uh, I Frankenstein and Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. It's actually probably one of my favorites from that batch. And I've watched them all, but I'd say that and, and probably Bride of Frankenstein are the best. I have not watched them all. I've seen like the originals of each of them. I haven't seen Bride of Frankenstein or a lot wow. of the sequels. Oh, wow, to, okay. To, yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. I'm, well, I'm sort of a Universal Monsters rookie. I am too, to a degree. I have them all on the way. That Blu-ray box set went on sale finally. There was like a one-day sale, and it was... Yeah, it was super, it was super cheap. I saw Matt post that, but I, uh, I I have the DVD box set, which is good enough for me. Right, and I've been patiently waiting for the Blu-ray yeah. to drop and, and for it to happen, and it did, and I have them on the way, and when they get here, I will watch more. But I can tell you this. I've seen Dracula, Frankenstein... I've seen The Wolfman. I've seen Bride. Creature. I've seen Invisible Man. Have you seen Here's Creature the deal. From the Black Lagoon? What's that? Richard Tobacco. Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Richard Tobacco. I... Which was his alter ego, Richard Tobacco. <laughs> Sorry. That's why I... he always said, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not seen Creature, and I know I really should because it's highly regarded. I realize this. But I'm going to tell you this. Maybe Blu-ray will help. I've said this a few times about older movies and something going on there with some plot, not conveniences, just certain things that don't that go on that don't vibe well with me that I wish they did. I have not. I, I've enjoyed every one I've seen. I really enjoyed Bride, uh, but Wolfman's pretty solid too. But I've enjoyed them all. But for me, they don't really have a whole lot of rewatchability. I don't know why. It's like I watch them. I've seen them. I'm okay with them. I just don't get I, – I wish I could get the love that, that other people uh, have for them. Maybe when I see them on blue, it's going to help. That's why I got them. Maybe it's going to help my, my opinion on yeah. them. Uh, I just – at this point, I like them, and, and, and that, that's where it ends. I just – for some reason, I don't – They're dated They're dated for you then, and that, that's okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they, they just don't blow your skirt up, but – you you still seem to at least respect them, and you you bought the blue. You're willing to give them another try. That's fine. Yeah, man. 
And it, like, I like whatever happened to Baby Jane. He asked about that. Yeah, like that's that a movie. great film. I like House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. I do like some old films, just like the Universal classics. Boy, from being monster movies, they have an awful lot of dialogue, an awful lot of dialogue, and uh, an awful lot of plot conveniences that I understand it was a sign of the times. I just yeah. don't dig on it the way others do. I'm that's, hoping that changes. That's very big for those for the old school films is very heavy dialogue. Mm-hmm. A little but bit I'm, da- I'm down to review them. I'm down to definitely review some of these next year. Yeah, why not? Maybe we'll do an occasional one. I'm yeah. not opposed to the idea. Hey, I'm not excited do- about it. I'll hey, if that. we're doing an old and a new, we might as well throw in, you know, an old pre-1960, maybe a monster film here or there. Well, one of the ones I grew up on watching more comedy, but it brought everybody together was that, but it's still a meet Frankenstein. My dad got me into that one. So that was it. Like, I had a fascination with horror. I kept talking about my story about Friday the 13th, catching it on TV when I was at my grandmother's. And then I was watching it, not knowing what it was. I chopped the snake. Kevin Bacon gets it. I turned it off because I was scared shitless. That was all led to the fascination. But I did watch these Universal Monster movies, and I never really got scared by them. Uh, no. I, I, I just was intrigued by them. And, you know, the, the scare was the ones that came a little bit later, for sure. I always find a, a charm to them, you know, a charm to them for, for what they were doing for the time, for, for the love that you could see went into making them, for, for the cheap effects, but that looked cool for the time, for, you know, stuff like that, the great set design. Kind of you know, they, look like, they, look, they look like great theatrical productions, like stage plays almost. And I, I appreciate that. It, you know, they were real committed to making the best product they could. For sure. True. Yeah. I like the look of Phantom of the Opera. I'll tell you that. Like the, the Phantom himself. That's yeah. cool. And Nosferatu. I like to look him and I've seen that movie and I like it. I just don't have a yearning to go back. And yeah, I, I got I gotta start watching some of these. Some of these I haven't seen. I haven't seen Nosferatu either. I think you could find that you on YouTube. I'm almost positive yeah. you can. Probably in some form or another. Yeah, hundred really and twenty minute up. silent movie. It's a two hour movie? Oh shit. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, uh, uh, sorry, minutes. one hour and 20 minutes. I apologize. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not bad. If you watch a movie like, I mean, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. But like uh, Haxon, you know, the, oh, people, uh, love, yeah, the people, people love it. People love it. I, it's a, I think it's like two and a half hours long and it's silent. It was just a bit much. The Phantom Carriage was terrific. You know, they're great, some of them, but they, they are not necessarily high on the rewatchability. Well, at the beginning of the year, we did that hammer. when Before we came up with the... Well, we didn't work and have a theme. We just said we're back and we did the Hammer movies at the beginning of the year. I think Derek yeah. recommended them or, or or whatnot. And I said, well, that's it. I'm going to check out more Hammer movies because I really dug them. I haven't had a chance to check out any other Hammer movies this year. Yeah, so, and those three films, I still remember them because those were three great films. Countess yeah. Dracula, Twins of Evil, and Vampire Circus. All three were awesome and really yeah. piqued my interest in checking out more Hammer I heard there's a Blu-ray box set that's like 30 bucks and it has like eight Hammer movies on it. So. Yeah, there's a couple different Hammer box sets. I want like I want the box set with like all like the Dracula movies and stuff like that. I wish they'd break it up like that. See, those were the ones I caught. Again, I was fascinated by them, but Christopher Lee Dracula scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Wow. Like, I thought he was terrifying. Wow, nice. No shit. Cool. All man. right. How cool would it be to have a film with Universal monsters fighting against the 80s horror icons? It'd be awesome. Well, be someone, mentioned, someone mentioned, what would you like to see, uh, you know, be, uh, crossovers of? There's the perfect yeah. answer. That is a great thing. 
Monster Squad monsters, well, or the Universal monsters fighting the horror icons of the eighties. Yeah. Good luck trying to get the the rights. You get the Universal rights for everybody else. Yeah, Mark wrote Frankenstein could be created from Leatherface's victims. How's that for a plot? <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool, man. Wow. All right, Eric Webster, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you in real life? I got places I could go. I don't know how to answer that because it's like yeah. I'm thinking of scary shit that happened in real life. There's, there's, there's. Okay, there's. A, I'll let you guys pick which what, what route I should go. Here, these are the routes I, I thought of. <laughs> One time I feared going to prison for the rest of my life. One time I feared my daughter not living through the night. Two times I had fucked up experiences on acid, and one time I was high and I got afraid of something. Take your pick. Fuck, I want to I hear all four of those. <laughs> yeah, do, do, do two at least, prison and high and afraid of something. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, the prison thing I told on, on Jerry's show. Oh, that, I was wondering if it was that. Okay. That was it. Okay. Uh, well, then check out that show for more information. Yeah, kill the cast. <laughs> Go on, go on to kill the cast and, and see the interview with me. Long story short, I dated a girl for seven months. We broke up, called her up one night, still trying to have sex with her. She was game. Took her out, got drunk, had sex, went home. She accused me of raping her. Of course, I never raped her. <laughs> and But I did get arrested, and I did go to the county, and I, I was facing fucking a prison sentence. Charges were dropped shortly after, but it's still scary as fuck being in prison not knowing because, you know, you don't know what's the fucking happen with the system. You could, you know, even if you did nothing wrong, you, you fucked somebody that night. You don't know what could happen. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of innocent people locked up. It's a fact. So who knows? Yeah, the Jesus hole in my Christ. wall never accuses me of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. My daughter, the night she was born, there was some issues going on. And the heartbeat got real low a couple times. And there was some shit happening. And it was scary. And I didn't think she was going to make the night. So... It, it, that that's, it doesn't get any scarier than that. Your daughter's not even in the world no. yet, and, and you know, and that might not get to see the girl breathe. So that's scary as fuck. <sighs> what else? One time I was tripping on acid. I went to the uh, Adirond the Adirondacks. Is that New York? I think it's Adirondacks. Went to the Adirondack Mountains, and I was climbing a tree that was connected to a rock. Where you you step here and you step there, going back and forth, tree rock, tree rock. And going up was fine. Then I got to the top, and I was scared fucking shitless to come down. And I legit thought that they were going to have to call somebody to get me the fuck down because I was terrified and making the step down. And I was up there for about an hour shitting bricks and sliding. And eventually I, I got talked down to it, and I figured it out. And I, I calmed down and came down, and it was fine. So, But still, scary as fuck. Um, another time I was tripping on acid. Yeah, this is a great story. This is great. Another time. Me and my, a friend of mine, me and my buddy, Jimmy, we used, to, we used to party all the time. And he had a sister that was like two or three years older than us. And at the time, we were taking a lot of acid, like every every other weekend or something. It was just that time of our life. And she, he, I don't know how it happened, but he was either going through her cassette tapes or one thing or other. And he found a cassette. And on it, the band was called Allegory, and the song was called Trip. And it was like a 28-minute song. And it was just, you know, cassettes used to have two sides. So the song Trip took up one whole side. So he's like, dude, this song's called Trip. We're going to trip later tonight. We got to bring this fucking thing. Because when you're tripping on acid, you want to try new things. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So he put this fucking tape in called Trip from Allegory. And we were driving. He was driving in his Camaro. And I was shooting shotgun. There's the two of us. 
And it was trippy, yes, but it got fucking downright terrifying. It was so bad. I was having the worst thoughts going on in my head. I was picturing kids being kidnapped and fucking tortured in, in, in grimy basements and wanting and crying out for their parents. The worst possible, scariest fucking possible things you can think of. And I was freaking the fuck out. And I'm just sitting and I don't want to act like a pussy, so I'm not saying nothing. And it was amazing. My buddy looked over at me and he said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And I said, yes. And he ejected the cassette and threw it out the fucking window. <laughs> but I was in a bad fucking place for like 10 minutes there that I was just in the, the scariest fucking shit you could think of. <sighs> and this is more lighthearted. I was smoking weed one night and my one of my dogs name is Bailey. And I let her in the backyard at the end of the night and I was home alone. I was just in Bailey, my, my dog was not and Irene my wife was uh, at the airlines at the time so she was working and I let her Bailey out in the backyard and she was walking around doing her thing pissing shit and whatever and I didn't have her on a leash she was just we, we were we have a fence so I thought I'm you said for your ex-wife's name was Bailey <laughs> <laughs> <I did too>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <No>. <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck Bailey yeah no no the dog's name is Bailey I'll never speak the ex-wife's name. Um, <laughs> the fucking devil is about it. But I'm, I'm waiting for Bailey to come back, and she's taking longer than usual, and I'm high, you know. And I stick my head out the screen door, or I go on the deck, whatever it is, and I call out to her. I said, Bailey, Bailey. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice go, Bailey. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. It freaked me the fuck out. To this day, I don't know if I imagined it or what. I came back in the house. And I could not get to sleep for hours. And that only happened like, you know, like four years ago. Holy fuck. Did Bailey come back after you called her? Um, I don't remember. In, in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's as good an answer as I can give. Okay. It would have been, been funny if the voice followed up. Bailey, my name is fucking Muffin. And <laughs> <laughs> threw Bailey at you in pieces. <laughs> Christian, do you have any horrific stories like that? I'm actually a little nervous now. That made me, that really upset me, those stories. No, like, some of them are more lighthearted. I don't know if I was, like, there's always times where I was totally petrified, uh, but I, I they're not coming to my mind right now. But, like, one of the more lighthearted ones would be, like, we went for a guy's weekend up to my buddy's cottage, and I got uh. weed, and we brought it out. My wife, went, my, my, well, she was my girlfriend at the time, we went out to get it, I got it from a guy, good guy, whatever else. We all went up to this cottage and uh, just the guys and we're smoking. And all of a sudden we're listening to DJ Shadow. It was like a DJ Shadow mix or whatever like that. And we're all sitting there and I don't do well. Like my thing when I when I get high, I, I, my eye kind of starts to close and I feel like I can't get it open. Like it's like feels like it's welded shut. And I, I, I feel like I can't feel my neck. So I have to, I have to sort of, I, I get really freaked out and I have to, I, I come around, I start, I feel like I got to dance it off. So I'm really, I, I am just like kind of like, da not dancing well. I don't think I'm like, oh yeah, baby. Check out these. Like, I'm like, I, I look like a freak, like, oh fuck. I got to, I just got to, I just got to keep, I can't feel my neck. I got to go to official, buddy. I, there's a big joke going, I can't feel my neck or eye. I can't feel my neck or eye. My neck or eye. Is what I kept saying over and over, but his music was on. I'm doing this, wolfing down, wolfing down chocolate chip cookies, and we're all thinking that we're all going to kill each other. It's like right out of the movie, but we're all fucking wonder, we're all freaking out, thinking, "Oh my god!" And my buddy Mike's like, "Ah, guys, yeah, yeah, ah, 
I'm going to bed. And, he, and we're like, why, man? It's early. He's like, yeah. I, uh, uh. And then the next day, we we're all admitting to one another that we all thought we we're going to grab axes and hack each other up. <laughs> if it wasn't axes, it was something else. But at least two people had axes in their hands. It was like really weird. But the, for the four guys that were there, everybody thought that we were out to kill each other. Turns out you just raped each other. Yeah, it was all fun. <laughs> Woke up and my eye was actually welded shut from cum. <laughs> but it's yeah, okay. You had, a, you, had a sticky, you had a sticky neck. It was cocooned <laughs> shut. It was cocooned shut. So when I opened it up, a butterfly came out. <laughs> oh, two things. Man. Two things. Number one's a question. Christian, are you high right now? No. No. Why? Okay. Can you feel your neck right yeah, now? Yeah, I could feel my neck. Yeah. You can feel your neck, really? Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess, That's what I, I'm confused if I, about. It, it just feels like my neck is, like, my head is not one with my body. <laughs> I, it's, getting high with me has always been a weird thing. I could have yeah, two, two small drags. I'm fine. That's perfect. Yeah. But if I, but I, I overdo it, and then I overdo it, and it's like, it's like, I can't take it. I can't take it. I feel like my head's that's going to me. explode. And I'm like, oh, here goes that's my me. eye. My eye's starting to weld shut. And that's where, that's where exploding heads came from. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Christian, I, I, have the, I have the same, same exact experiences with, with weed. I can't smoke. I can't smoke. I get too paranoid. I forget how to breathe. You're talking about you can't feel your neck. I forget how to breathe. Yeah. You ever, well, you ever, it does like, happen. You're so high. It, it can happen, too, when you're drunk, but mainly when you're super high, where you're like, am I breathing right now? Am I breathing? Am I remembering to breathe? Like, like it literally have to yeah. force myself to go through the motions. I do that too, and then, and then I realize I just that's why I said the two holes, and I just refresh every now and then, not every two minutes. What do you do, what do, you just, do with the two holes? Yeah. Look at that, the two holes. Right. The two I got holes. two holes, and I go to town on each of them, and I that's, feel great. I can feel my neck again. <laughs> and then another one goes back to when I was a kid, thirteen. We were throwing little pieces of plaster scene at cars. As they're zooming by. Just little flicking little pieces of plaster scene. One car slams on the brakes, skids 20 feet. And of course, in kid, in kid eyes, that was 40 feet. And it makes this huge, loud scratch. We're like, oh, uh, we're, we got to get out of here. We tear off. The guys pull back, take off, chase me and my buddy. And then we run down this hill right by my house into the park. And it's like where I filmed all the movies when I grew up. And it's like a forest or whatever. But one guy gets out of the car, chases. Gra my friend's like, well, I wasn't the one that did it. Stops. He grabs him by the back of his neck, lifts him up, carries him up the hill, throws him in the car, shuts the door and squeals off. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? So I go, I go home and I call, I, I, I call him. Nothing. I'm like, He's like, dead. What the fuck is <laughs> what, what's going on here? Turns out that's that's what I know. Suddenly I get a call from him saying it's okay, um, I'm home. And then suddenly I get a call a half an hour later. Hey, just as a heads up, the police might be coming to your house. And so now I'm freaked out even more because I got to tell my parents that the cops are coming to my house. And I'm 13 years old. And it seems so. What happened was someone saw this, recognized my friend, knew who he was. Called 911 and reported a kidnapping. And wow. the police showed up at his house and started taking down notes and names and whatever like that. And he's trying to just try to sugarcoat the whole thing. So it wasn't like us throwing plaster scene, but it got spiraled out of control. And it turned out that we were throwing rocks at cars. And it just turned out crazy. And I was that little kid at home shaking 
worrying that the police were coming to throw me in jail. But who were the people who grabbed them? He never said? It, no, it was the, just the two guys we threw. Like, we flicked plaster seat at their car. But it was just two guys. We didn't know them. So they brought him oh, back to his house. Fuck. They brought him back to his house. Oh, and they then, grabbed him and took yeah, him home and told but, his parents. <laughs> but a third party witnessed the whole yeah. thing and had called the cops. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's like what comes to mind. I mean, I've had other like freaky things happen like here and there, but those are the ones that come to mind. Yeah, I've been in a scary car accident when uh, I swerved and hit a telephone pole because somebody threw a, a tape out their window and it hit it hit my windshield and <laughs> caused me to swerve right out the road. A I actually tape? I, a VHS I, tape? No, no, a cassette tape. I picked it up. I think it was called Allegory. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Motherfucker. I was going to make that same joke thinking that your story was serious. I was going to no. say, wait a minute, was it Allegory? <laughs> no, it was totally meant to be a joke. Tape out the window. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I, I don't like. I definitely have scary stories. I'm not gonna get too personal, but one of the ones that really just absolutely sealed my fear of spiders was when I was little. My brother used to chase me with those giant, like, uh, those what? giant rubber tarantulas. Oh yeah, oh, those things. Yeah. Oh my god. He, he would chase me. Yeah, I and he would chase me around the house. And one day he chased me up the stairs. I ran into my room. And I slammed my door shut as he threw it at me. And it came through the door, but got caught in it as it shut. But it got caught on my side by just one leg and started sliding down the door because it was hanging on by one leg. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs. And I don't think I ever recovered from that. Like, we're literally going back 30, 30 plus years ago, and I'm still traumatized. Holy Fuck, it was hilarious though, when I think that it got caught perfectly by one leg and then just started doing this down the frame. This, oh. I was like, oh my god, that, that is scary. Terrifying. Holy, I was, fuck. I was done for. Wow, dude, the thing that happened to UC, a similar thing happened to me when we thought we were gonna kill each other, and <laughs> once again it involved acid. But this is just great. Here's, here's the funny thing. Uh, you, you were with weed, but this is here's the funny thing. I never had a bad trip. These are like three isolated things that happened when I tripped on acid. So uh, people are saying, Dave, you should not have taken acid. No, I took acid like a hundred something times, and these are the only fucked up things that happened that way. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not I'm not condoning using acid. I'm just saying I was I was beating someone to the punch. That's all. Anyway, me and my buddy, the same guy that I was in the Camaro with, with the, through the tape on my buddy Jimmy, we got together with uh, two dudes that I work with. Actually, one of them was the guy that was with me the first time when I got trapped on the on the on the rock in the tree, and we were going up to his cabin, and we were gonna trip acid, you know, trip on acid, trip balls, do what the fuck, do our thing. So we got out of work, and I knew it was a little bit of a ride. We're in our car, and my two buddies, actually, one of them is Matt B, who's on our fucking group page, Matt Brylinski. It was Matt B and, and Bob K. They were in one car, and me and my buddy Jimmy are in another car, and we're following them because. Bob is leading to this cabin. So this ride goes on for a while, and then we get to where the cabin's supposed to be, and we're driving on this dirt road in the woods, and it keeps going on and on and on. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I tell Jimmy, I said, dude, I, I think that fucking Bob's going to kill us. I go, <laughs> this is crazy. I go, how long? I think they're bringing us back there, and Bob's going to fucking murder us or something. This, <laughs> this is ridiculous how long we're driving in the fucking pitch black in this dirt road. How far back in this place be? I go, you know, I was half kidding, but still. So anyway, <laughs> we finally get to the place, and we park, and we get out of our car, and they get out of their car. And the first thing I said, I said, so guys, what's it going to be, guns or knives? I told them. 
yeah. Just make it a joke. What are they going to kill us with guns or knives? Well, <laughs> they bugged out because they thought that I was saying to them that we were going to kill them in the Michigan episode. <laughs> What's it going to be? Guns or knives? <laughs> At least this is on acid, though, because I had a similar experience with that C had. I got paranoid and high on weed once. I was doing bong hits with friends in college, and and you know we were done. I went. I'm walking around the hallways. All of a sudden, between the dorms, I'm walking around the hallways. All of a sudden, the floors start doing waves. Oh, I'm I'm straight up hallucinating at this wow. point, and you don't hallucinate from from weed from just weed. So not I, usually it can't happen. But. Well, I went back into the room where these guys were, and they were they were big druggies, you know. Right. And I said, I said, guys, what what did you do? What 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 was in that? I'm I'm hallucinating. They're like, oh, don't worry, it was just PCP and heroin. <laughs> and what? They said they were it, fucking they, with you, right? Yeah. You know yeah. what? That's the way they said, and that's all they said. And I left, and I went outside, and I think I stayed outside for about three hours, just walking back and forth, Ooh. trying to convince myself that I was okay. Eventually, I had to go to my RA. And tell her that I was high as a kite, and that I think I smoked some bad weed. I didn't rat on these guys, but I had to tell her bad because I thought weed. I was—I had to. I thought I was going to die. That's I thought I was weed. dying. Yeah, I. You're <laughs> no, like this me. was bad. And all I remember is one of my uh, dorm mates, one of one of the guys who lived in the in the dorm right next to mine, tucking me into bed and kissing me on the forehead. <laughs> Guy named Kip putting me to bed, covering me up, and kissing me on the forehead. Tip. T.I.P. No, KIP. Kip. Just the oh. tip. Just the tip. <laughs> who, 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 knows what, who knows what he did after I fell asleep, but I remember him tucking me in, kissing me on the forehead, and telling me it's going to be okay. And the guy's name's Kip. And I'm like, what the I'm fuck? Me I, had, off. I, had to, I had to call my parents. They had to come pick me up and, and bring me to a doctor. I had to tell a do- I had to confess everything to a doctor. I was not right for like a week. <laughs> I, was, I was like Chris Tucker in Friday when he woke up in Debo's pigeon coop. <laughs> That's how messed up I was. I had the shakes. I was, I was in a bad place. And then, of course, the first thing we say the next morning, when we all come out, we're kind of looking at each other. We're all kind of laughing, and then all admitted it. But it, it, everybody's like, the first thing we thought was like, like okay, what was that laced with? Because we, it, it yeah. just seemed like there could, it couldn't have just been weed, no, it, because of what we all went through. But we had no clue. I don't know. I, I never found out either. And I told my doctor, I'm like, that was not weed because I had smoked before. I think I smoked a few times after. Never did bong hits again, but smoked maybe a few times after. But weed, I, I never had any weed that was was supposed to do that. Did that it was not taste normal. like weed? You would have known by the taste. As, as far as I'm concerned, it tasted like weed. But I, I mean, I, I swear, halluc- straight up hallucinations. I was wow. really freaked out. And I never did acid or anything because I know I wouldn't be good on that. I never okay. did. I never did acid or shrooms. I'm, you do not want me on that. Shrooms fucking rock, dude. I did ecstasy once, uh, and, and that was enough for me. Whew, all right. Well, that was that was a fun question. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, fuck. We got a lot. Let me uh, let me try to breeze through these. All right. In regards to modern filmmaking, 2000s on, who is a master of horror, and what are some urban myths from where you live? I'm sure everybody has urban myths. I do not. I always hear this question come up, and I, I can't ever remember shit from my area. We have the Jersey Devil. Which I believe is like in the Pine Barrens area, and he's supposedly like a Bigfoot or Yeti type. But I'm not 100% sure. But he, he's he's the big one here. Well, that they did that last broadcast, right? They Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. We've got the frozen hot dog girl. Uh, a girl that went to high school, and she froze a hot dog and used it as a vibrator. I don't know if you guys had that, too. You know, there's other ways to defrost those things. You could just put them in a microwave, but... 
<laughs> so why is that scary? Is she it's not scary. It's, I, I had nothing, but that's a true story. And every uh-huh. high school you went to, there was a frozen hot dog girl in this vicinity. It's the craziest thing. You guys I hate the bubble, but we had no frozen hot dog girl. <laughs> no, we had a girl that put peanut butter on a pussy and her dog licked it. <laughs> I think we had that We've too. We've all done that. They're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done that. Right? <laughs> Woo. So, okay. what was There was urban legend and something else? Uh, was... Modern filmmaking. Who's a ma- modern oh. master of horror? Nobody. Nobody is a modern master of horror. In my Humble opinion. What about somebody like James Wan? Would you would you put him there yet? He'd have to be no. the closest. No, but he would have to be the closest for the sheer amount of volume and hits. Yeah. He would be the closest. It's weird, though, because he's got The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Insidious 1 and 2, Dead Silence, uh, and Saw, uh, of course. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he would have to be the one that does it. And then the ones that stand out, the ones that everybody kind of references are, are James Wan, uh, Eli, Eli Roth, and Rob Zombie. I know I'm forgetting yeah. somebody right now, but well, no, we were just mentioning, you know, whether we thought Flanagan, and I'm I'm much higher on Flanagan than Dave is. Oh well, I'm not against Flanagan. What's He's never made know. a bad movie. He has the strongest consecutive films, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. in a row. Yes, he hasn't made a bad film yet. It's hard to say Master of Horror because I feel like right. I feel like the career needs to like be almost over or be longer at this point. Although James Wan, it's been what 15 years now. That would think about be the closest. It. Yeah, from two, yeah, fifteen years. I mean, if you talk Carpenter from seventy-eight to ninety or whatever, like that. Yeah, that's ninety-three. That's, true. that's the stretch you'd talk about. I would say James Wan because just think of what he created and then yeah. what spawned off of it. The whole Conjuring exactly. universe, the whole Saw franchise. It's James Wan, hands down, single-handedly. Whether you like the films or not, he would have to be the Millennium's master of horror. Yeah. If anybody, yes. If gun to my head and I had to pick one guy, yeah. it would be one. Yes. Be one. Ob one. Obi But there are other good. Uh, Which one out there? Like uh, Adrian Garcia Bagliano. I mean, he he did Shares of Diabolico. Here comes the devil. Late phases. Cold sweat. He's got a, he's got a bunch. He's got a really good resume. Uh, we're talking about English speaking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's <laughs> What's true. His name. Yeah. If he does more movies, Sean Byrne. I mean, he's only done the loved ones in Devil's Candy. If the yes. guy will do th- three or four movies and they're on that level, could We've be a got, modern master. I think we got to get like some of the uh, over three movies for sure. So, yeah, well, we have so many with you know, sure you know over it, three. it follows the witch and uh, you know Oz Perkins has two. You know, there's just there's room there. There's there's room. That's for sure. But it's it's hard to it's hard to say right now. But one, I think, would definitely be the closest. We're in agreement. Uh, okay, let me try to pick it up. Favorite horror one-liners. Dog <laughs> will hunt. Dog will hunt. Dog will hunt. I do love that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, is a great one. Skinner like a rat. He had pretty much anything Chop Top says in that movie. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna buy me a new Sonny Bono wig. Dog will hunt out of the face. Too bad you hate that movie, Brandon. Uh... No, I don't hate the movie, but I do love Chop Top. <laughs> Here's a line that nobody ever talks about that I think is great from, from Otis. In in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, when he says, "It's all true, the boogeyman's real, and you found him," I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Nobody says that. They say all Otis's other lines, you know, but I never hear that one, and I love that line. How about I'm not my babe? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Wendy, darling, light of my life, I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish. I said I'm not gonna hurt you, 
I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I love that. <laughs> that is a great one, too. The shinning. I like shinning. I mean, I know it's not, maybe it's not traditional horror, but street trash. The dialogue in that movie is phenomenal. How about a 68, you blow me, I owe you one? Uh, uh, there's, yeah, there's a ton. There are so many. Friday the 13th, I could fucking do a, a dozen just off the top. You know what I mean? There's, there's so many. I, I try to think of things that aren't, like, very popular. Welcome like to primetime, bitch. Yeah. Is the first thing that will probably pop into most people's heads, right? Well, that's what that's actually what he wrote in quotes. He wrote, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." And here's Johnny. And <laughs> I, I try to go a little off the beaten path. Like if I'm talking that nightmare, I I, I actually like have a nice stroll, asshole. You know, Kincaid. Yeah, it's fucking. I like lines like that that I that I don't hear constantly. I try to, you know what I mean. Of course, on the spot. It's hard to even even with time to prepare. I have to look at my movies and say what line do I like and everything else. And hey, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to at least one good scare, eh? Absolutely. Fuck. Iconic. Iconic. Fuck. There's a lot more posts here. That's rifle. All right, All right rifle. How have you have you guys ever met face to face? You could do an awesome show live stream episode. There you go. Episode 100 done. That's from Calx. No, we there have not met. Eventually, we will. I mean, Thank we're looking you. at each other face to face, but we have not met. All We've the not time. been in the in the same general vicinity. Maybe but, episode 100. Maybe. It's what Patreon. first got you guys into horror <laughs> and at what Patreon. age? That's from Debbie. What's Sorry, that? But, Debbie Overly. What first got you guys into horror and at what age? Friday the 13th, part three, 11 years old. And it's so, I mean, I've told the story. I think we sold it in episode one. And I think I told it earlier tonight. It was a combination of just being so scared of horror that the fascination begun. Seeing Friday the 13th at, eight, at age eight or nine on TV. And I think that it just was the start of it. It was officially 13, 14 when I got into, when I actually started liking it. But it was that. Yeah. Watching The Innocence with my dad. The classics we talked about in the earlier show. That's what really solidified my love for it. Yeah. And for me, it was my babysitter letting me watch 10 to midnight at like age six on TV with Charles Bronson. It's not really a straight up horror movie, but there's a naked killer running around killing nursing school co-eds and it's, it's freaky and it terrified me. And then by age eight and nine, you know, I was watching child's play and the Friday sequels and all that. And, it's a them cool theaters. babysitter, right? Eh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She put yeah. she put peanut butter in her pussy, let the dog lick her too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had a hot dog in her ass. <laughs> she had a what? She had a hot dog in her ass. You a frozen one? <laughs> no, no. It was uh, a broiled one, actually. <laughs> I put the relish on top. Hey. I thought it, I thought it went in frozen at the front and came out hot in the end. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, add a flavor. Reveal your guiltiest of guilty pleasures and also which celebrity would you bring back from the dead? Guiltiest pleasures. Honestly, I don't know. Is there anything guilt? I don't feel guilty about what I like. I don't either, but I'll say the Golden Girls. I love the fucking Golden Girls. I used to watch that all the time with my mother. Love Love the Golden Girls. Yep. There's that one joke. I always loved it. They use it in a couple of episodes where uh, B. Arthur would be like, hey, Rose, Rose, pass me the paper over there. And then, she hit her? Yeah, yeah, and she'd hit her, but then she, one time she'd be like, no, 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 the sports section. Like, it made a difference. They took it to hit her. <laughs> I thought that was just <laughs> one-upping the joke. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, that was a good Rose. show, man. Fuck yeah. Grease too. And Grease, for that matter. I love those movies. I always say uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts. I don't know if it's... I just love that movie. Maybe it's not a guilty pleasure. Uh, Adventures of Ford Fairline. And uh, Last <laughs> American Virgin. That's a good movie. 
And porno, just all porno. It's a, very, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't, I don't feel guilty for porn. <laughs> I don't either, except maybe some of the gangbang stuff. But like, how many dicks does she need? Hey, it's never enough. <laughs> <laughs> and which celebrity would you bring back for dead? Right now, I'd bring back Donald Pleasance because I want his thoughts on Turkish lumas. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Rod Serling is always going to be my answer. Oh, great answer, man. Yeah. Fuck the man. Oh, you want to fuck the man? He's bringing him back yeah. to fuck the man. <laughs> what on the spot am I? Holy shit. How about Anthony Perkins? Um, <laughs> no, my mates. What, do you want to fuck him too, Christian? <laughs> For the psycho reboot. Fuck the man. Okay, what's your manscaping policy? I don't have one. I thought we talked about this on the show too. The sloppier the better. No, I haven't, I haven't trimmed down. Like This looks like... This looks like Bruce Willis Die Hard 2 style. Like if you look without the five o'clock <laughs> shadow on my nuts, of course, but it's it's all it's all trimmed. I don't like a lot of hair. I have hair. Uh, it's trimmed. Mine looks like Fidel Castro smoking the very end of a Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> and the cock is the Cuban? Yeah, the very last bit, right before it just like completely little... goes to ash. <laughs> Just a little nubbin. Yeah. <laughs> nubbins. <laughs> they called him nubbins. <laughs> what the fuck? Nubbins. All right. Uh, I have not. I've been very lazy this past year, so I'm I'm overdue. I, I just usually when it gets out of hand, it actually usually is out of hand. I just fucking grab the scissors and I trim it. If I was single, forget about it. I'd be fucking trimming it probably every other week. You know, but you have to. And you know, I shaved my ass with razor and cream way back when. I don't recommend that to everybody because then I went away on a whitewater rafting trip that weekend and it, my ass was all rashy and sore. It was horrible. It was I horrible. always, always use a rusty tuna can lid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kenny wants to know, I would like to know if Brandon has a hairy armpit. He seems like the type that would shave it. I actually have no hair on my body. Kenny? I have shaved it, and it will never grow back because I had it professionally shaved. Do you wax, or do you, did you give it electric? A laser? I had a, I had laser hair removal done from 2007 to 2011. It took four years. And it never and comes back. And it doesn't come back, and it's the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life, and I would never recommend it. At least, wow. Oh, it is? I thought it was painless. I thought that's why people do it. It is not painless. It's like being set on fire every two seconds when that laser hits you. What did you get your fuck? balls done? <laughs> I got I got everything done. Really? He did, my, he did that area, but he left me like a like a like a pizza slice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got like a Hitler stash right, co- right above your cock. Yeah, no, he left he left the hair there. That, that, baby. That, that I could just trim. But yeah, no, I totally had this done. Why? I just didn't like having hair on my body. No, I would wow. do it too, but I didn't know it hurt. It cost, it cost like 15 grand over what? four years. Oh my yeah. God. Well, that's way, A, way too expensive, B, pain. It oh. was so much pain. I have no hair on my legs, no hair on my chest, nothing. Wow. How did Kenny know this just by looking at you that you fucking don't yeah. like hair? I don't. You just tell him. How did Jerry not get this out of you? We're getting this out of you. Jerry didn't get this out of you. <laughs> wow. How are we you? only doing this now three years into the game? Yep, no hair on my body. I kept the hair on my arms. And That's face. A... <laughs> and my face, yeah. Although you could have your face done. 
So like, but, so you've got a yeah. Okay, so there's like a little bit of definition there. Like you're not gonna go out. Like some chick's gonna be like, "What the fuck happened to you?" And dive out a window. No, I got a bush. I got a straight up bush, but it doesn't get sloppy and start growing into my leg hair because I don't have any leg hair, and it doesn't grow up my happy trail because I don't have a happy trail. Wow. Four years. I feel weird if I didn't have the hair. I think I feel alien. I think. At first, I felt like an alien. Now I feel weird, and women are jealous of my legs because I have no hair on my legs. Yep. Well, you can scissor them, I guess. What know? a conversation starter! So, are you uh, jealous of my no, legs? <laughs> <laughs> no, most of the times they just think I can't grow hair, which I'll let them think that. That's fine. I would never tell them this. Sure. All right, let's see what else we got here. I'm gonna know um, about this. What else we got here? From Eric James. Now that you've seen Halloween 2018, knowing that you don't watch trailers, could you watch the trailer and give a short review what you thought of it? That's for you, Dave. I watched them. I watched them both, and they gave way too much away. They gave out the closet jump scare. They gave out the tooth thing in both movies. Why would you want to see a great gag like that with the fucking teeth, not live and not experience it? This is it. I'm just gonna sum it up here. It's like, why why rob yourself a moment? Like, if you're watching that trailer, you'd see that and you're like, oh, wow, cool. But it's a fucking trailer. Wouldn't you rather be at the film, in the theater, watching it and have that be part of the film and go, oh, wow, cool. Don't you think it's so much better? It'd be like, like the Super Bowl. Let's say the Super Bowl was taped, right? And for whatever reason, you didn't see it live. And they just showed you little pieces. Oh, there was this great catch that this guy made in the Super Bowl. And this guy broke a great run. And look at this play. And you already knew they were coming when you went to go watch the Super Bowl. And instead of being that part of the drama of the entire game and when that happened and how it happened and everything, why would you want to know that stuff? It's really fucking it, – it's mind-boggling. And here's something else I realized about, about trailers. They do all kinds of stuff in the trailer, all kinds of lines that don't even happen in the movie. And I've heard people say this before, but in both Halloween trailers, there was lines uttered by Lori that didn't appear in the movie whatsoever. So I'm so thumbs down on trailers now more than because I watched that trailer after the fact and seeing they gave away that jump scare. They gave away the big thing at the end with Lori with Michael's hand coming to the thing and grabbing her and putting her up against the door. Why would you want to see that shit? Then you robbed yourself of fucking a great moment. I just... Don't get in the, the best, most memorable part, in my opinion, of Halloween 2018, when Michael bumps into those kids and then walks down the thing into the garage towards the hammer and goes to the, the, the Elrod lady's house. That is, when I think of Halloween 2018, I think of that fucking scene every time. It, it impacted me the first time I saw it and the second time I saw it, and I love it. And I would have been so pissed if, they, if I saw the trailer and saw that scene. So there's my answer. Fuck trailers. <laughs> Good answer. Very good. Charlene wants to know when the EH merchandise is coming. Well, I, haven't, I haven't done anything with that. No, Christian, I think I straight you, it was out. I, it was my idea, but I straight out asked you guys. I said, you guys live in the States. I'm going to need you guys to set this up because I can set it up as a Canadian store or American store. I needed to have some information because I don't have an American account. Yeah, they'll think it's just eh, not exploding heads. Like, <laughs> no, eh. it's, instead of meh. <laughs> 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 it's, it's A, actually. A. That's how you say A, A. A. Canada. A. Canada. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Just in Canada. That's how you say it. <laughs> A? Oh, Exploded heads, A. That's perfect. There's our shirt. Right? <laughs> Canadian one, yeah. Exploding heads, A. E-H. Good. It'll be, it'll be me and Jim wearing them. <laughs> oh, Favorite no, wait. literary yeah. horror. And Dave. I, I didn't hear that. 
I was too busy cracking bad jokes. <laughs> I didn't. Favorite literary horror from Holly. I well, don't read enough. I don't read enough. I only read King and Barker. And my favorite book by King is um, my favorite books are are It, Misery, and The Stand. And my favorite book by Barker is Weave World. And Weave World may be my favorite book. Period. And I just read uh, after we did the episode was the Hellbound Heart. The reality is that uh, that is good. It's good. My favorite that I read of his back in the day would have probably been um, Damnation Game. I and, knew you were going to say. Yeah. And oh, then shit. and then I think for the ones that I read of, of King, I'd say Misery. I agree with you, Dave, on that. And then I think the the book that stuck with me the most was American Psycho. Just because right. of I need to start reading. Such an idiot. And I did the read last it. horrifying thing I read was the group policy on shockwaves. Booyah. <laughs> 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 and the girl next door, Fuck Jack you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just Here's kidding. Show. All right. Uh, Alex asks, question to Dave and Christian. What is the most baffling thing Brandon has ever said on the podcast? Neil replies, have you listened to their Halloween 2018 review? Alex wants to know if there's anything else. And Neil says it can't get any more baffling than that. Have I said anything that baffling? Like besides, yeah, no, I mean, okay, whatever. No, not really. I mean, there's things that we we might not be always in agreement. The one thing that did baffle me is when you did say, "I'm not sure if I, I think I like Resurrection more." But obviously, we we already figured <laughs> out that was like I was like that's mind-numbing. You thought I was mad at you. I wasn't mad. I just didn't agree with that. But as we already established earlier tonight, Alex got upset when I said that. It's not the case. Because Alex, like, Alex was like, I wasn't that mad at him until he threw that comment out. That was it. Uh, but otherwise, was... no. I don't think you've ever said anything baffling. You'll do things to be a little bit more surprising, which is good. That helps the show. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I can accept that. All right. John Rhodes, what's one horror film you'd like to see remade and by who? I got huh. a good one on this. Shit. I got a good one. Um, Go ahead. Good question, John. Thank you. That is by the question. way, guys. Uh, Rabbit and Red's also doing Halloween stuff all through October, one show at a time, and it's a lot of a lot of fun. So listen to them. Anyway, here's my answer. I want to see Rob Zombie direct a remake of The Fun House. I think it fits. He'd be great. That'd be great for him. Perfectly. That's a, a good one. Fit everything with him is Carney's. He grew up in the Carney. He knows the lifestyle. He could make it very uh, stunning to look at with the lights because it's a funhouse carnival type atmosphere. The music he he's done. He's t- played around with it before, but never had a full movie like that. The one caveat is I don't want him to write it. I just want his fucking visual. I just want that. I want the rest of it to be written by Alexandra Aja. Because how about how about Woody Allen? No. no. <laughs> You may as well be fucking Rob Zombie if you're going to say Woody Allen. Alexander Aja, how did his name pop up as a writer for that? Because uh, Alexander Aja has written a lot of things that, that he didn't direct. Not a lot, but he, he's written a lot of things that he did direct and things, some things that he didn't. And he wrote High, high Tension, Hoss Tension, excuse me. He wrote P2. Or he, Switch, he wrote, Switchblade Romance, which nobody ever refers it to except JP on the last 22 episodes show that dropped. The one when they're they're doing their Halloween retro, he's like they're talking about 2003, and he taught he called it Switchblade Romance. I'm like, who 
school calls it switchblade romance. <laughs> Mexicans <laughs> do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would actually like to see Woody Allen, a serious filmmaker, do a slasher film because he writes such strong female lead characters that I think he could write a final girl like no other. That's cool. That's not a, a remake of a movie, but what remake would you do? <laughs> right. Let's just say Friday the 13th by Woody Allen. I want Friday the 13th, and I want to direct it. That's my answer. <laughs> oh, Done. I had the best answer. Okay. Wow. That might be the worst answer. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> there Brandon goes again saying bonker things <laughs> <laughs> he really bonks you out <laughs> enough we have to put up with those 31 elf on the shelf videos a year now we gotta put up with your version of Halloween of uh, Friday 13th the best part of that is I haven't done that for four years I know. Everybody it just feels assumes. like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It feels like yesterday. I'm just kidding. I actually like those I videos. Know. I miss those I miss those videos. All right. Uh, do any of you guys read comics? If so, what are some of your favorites? That's from Keith. I was went through a huge comic phase with the iPad and having access to a ton. And I read through, I think I went Walking Dead 1 through like 100 and something. But I just don't know. I stopped. I just stopped. Never kept up with it. Got into Crossed and a few other series. The Black Black Hole was a good one. Uh, but I know. You know what? I just don't have the time anymore. Yeah. Oh, man. We still got a lot. All right. Ask Christian, what is up with Canadian bacon? Is it just ham? Don't they have real bacon in Canada? They have real bacon in Canada, too. But, yes, it's it's back. It's like almost like a back bacon ham crossover, Canadian bacon. But they've got – and you put it on uh, Eggs Benedict. So shut the fuck up. Eggs Benedict is great. And what's a Canadian tuxedo? I don't know that. I've heard that, but I forgot what it was. Well, I got the, Is that like an urban – Pamela's Tale. Is a comic book people should read. Friday what the Thirteenth, Pamela's Tale. It's Friday the Thirteenth. Um, stuff about Pamela Great. and Jason. Yeah, two episodes. You, two... you already spoiled it. I didn't know she had a tale. Two issues. <laughs> two issues. I've got them in hard copy. It's fantastic. Canadian tuxedo. Oh, it looks like it's a blue jean, a blue jean jacket, blue jeans, right. and a white shirt with a tie. Yep. That's oh, never that's fucking awful. heard of this before in my life. <laughs> you fucking Yankees. Yet he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo right now as we record. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to give you a Columbia necktie. <laughs> Do you wear that with a Canadian tuxedo? Does a Colombian necktie go with a Canadian? <laughs> okay, I'm One could lead to the other. A Canadian tuxedo could lead to a Colombian necktie in my neck of the woods. All right. We got one from Jan. Jan Dubavin. Or is it Jan? I don't know. But here, here I, I want you guys to interpret this one. What's a bad movie on a scale of 1 to 10? Below 7? I would guess below 5, but this Brandon guy says he hates movies but still rates them above 5. So is he a dying breed, or does the rest of the EH cast agree? First of all, I don't love the <laughs> phrase, this Brandon guy. Whenever you, whenever you hear that, it's always like, oh, this fucking guy. This Brandon right. guy. This piece of shit here. So, how about this? Just... How about this hairless Brandon guy? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. No, but you know what? I don't think I rate. I don't think I rate bad movies above a five. I don't. I, I, I said that you rated. You said you hated a movie, but gave said, it a five. Yeah, he says I hate movies and I rate them above five. I I don't know about that because usually if I rate something above a five, I at least say it has a rewatchability to it. When when I go five and below, it's usually like I'm indifferent or I hate it and I don't want to see it again. Right, five for me is just a movie that was made. I watched it. I'm not going to watch it again. It was an effort. 
it was okay, move on. You know what I mean? That's it. Five and below five is just how bad is it? You know what I mean? Uh, on that scale, um, six is a movie that I may not watch again, but it was okay. Uh, six and a half, I will I will watch it again. Seven is good. Eight officially is great, and then the level of greatness goes between eight and ten. That's it, real easy yeah. for me. I That's why say- I get a lot of seven point fives. I get that. I got that from Jason Lloyd, who's the king of seven point fives. Yeah, but. Because to him, he said the same thing to me once. Eight is great. Because when when I go with eight, that can call that movie great. So that's why I think he has so many 7.5s because they're fringe for him. And I have had my share. And it's like, I'm not ready to call this movie great, but I'm going to go high on it enough to have it a 7.5. Hey, I've been doing that also to avoid rewatches because I'll even go as high as 7.75. But usually it has to be an eight or above to warrant a rewatch in terms of coming up with year end lists and stuff like that. I mean, but, I'll get to other films, but I'll rewatch anything six and or above because there are movies that I just really enjoy, but I can't give them higher than a six. They're just not, they're not great films, but I just enjoy them. Yeah. You I gave Split yeah. and Don't Breathe both sixes. I've watched both of them more than once. I would probably come up a little bit on, on, on both of them, not mentally, maybe a half point. That's it. But I shit on them more or less during the show comparatively to you two. However, it was just offering a different point of view. I did point out things that I liked. But yes, usually anything below a five is considered bad. To me, a seven and above is a recommend. To me, watch everything so you can form your own opinion because people aren't going to always agree with me. That's just the way that is. Okay, Jim K. can you ever see Nicolas Cage's Jack Torrance? Yes, absolutely. After I read that, I thought about it for about a minute, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I like that, actually. You're on to something, Jim. Has he just been Jack Torrance for the last four movies? (laughs) Right? I'm skipping a few here, a few jokes and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Edwards, assuming you have an unlimited budget, if you guys could design your own horror film, what type of genre would it be? What's the plot? Who would you cast? Who would do the special effects? And who would produce the score? Wow, that's a lot. Mine's quick. I'll give him something since if you guys can't come up with anything yet, I'll store him this bone. Because of Halloween 2018, I want to see a Friday the 13th 2018, which is the direct sequel to part one where Alice survives. For 40 years, she has been like um, someone that does counseling. (laughs) And she's counseled people that have had trauma and everything else. And after 40 years, to make it a real big deal, she returns back to the site of Camp Crystal Lake to do... It's a, it's a retreat for people that ha- have, you know, have trauma, PTSD, different things. And she's there doing her thing. And that's when Jason finally rises and stalks her. And it's all Friday the 13th, people. We're going to bring Savini back. If he doesn't want to do it, we'll throw in KNB. We'll get Manfredini back. And obviously, Alice is going to be Alice. Jason, I want it to be Steve Dash. Part two, Sackhead, come out, fuck shit up. That's what I want to see. If you throw in KNY, I'm all the way in, too. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I want to know... I want to know, has he been living in the woods for 40 years, or does he just Maybe. pop, or is he a ghost? I haven't got that deep into it. He's not a ghost. I want him to be a real person. I don't know. I haven't got that deep. I just thought that because of Halloween, I was like, I want to see this happen with Friday, and I think it could work. She's a survivor, and there we go. I want you to know? see the Turkish crazy Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> don't go in there. That's the worst nice. Turkish accent ever. <laughs> Where are you going? This place is Don't still doomed. It's been doomed for 40 years. I think he's a Yiddish. 
The Yiddish Christian Rolf. You <laughs> sound like Yiddish Christian. It's still funny, though. Somebody say it's got a death That's curse, dumb. which you're funny. You'll never come back again. I don't know what that is. Nobody wants to say it's got a death curse with their Turkish accent. It's got a death curse. <laughs> a death curse. Do you understand me? Stay the fuck away from Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> Dave answered for all of us. Perfect. There you go. Move on. Unless Brandon wants one. No, no, I, I, I want to think about a question like that. I'll come back to it at some point. Uh, Derek, if they made your made your dream crossover movie, what would it be? I have money. Christians would be Chopping Mall versus Deadly Friend. I think we talked about it. Yeah, Universal we, we, versus '80s New Wave. Well, that's so New Wave now. '80s horror icons versus Universal horror icons. Good answer. I want to see Sleepaway Camp versus Cheerleader Camp. Two female killers going head to head. You know what? I, I'm, I'm with I'm with you certainly on seeing Angela versus someone because I think she's just so underrated. Angela versus Angela. Angela with gonna... cock versus Angela with no cock. <laughs> How about Angela versus two cocks? <laughs> James two cocks. Cox? <laughs> two cocks, one cup, and Angela. Two cocks. All right, Jordan Bennett. Jordan Bennett. Here's the topic: Netflix horror shows knocking it out of the park. Hill House, Haunted. And Sabrina, I have not watched any of them. I've heard positive things, but I will get to them. I did want to bring up one thing and just ask, because I know Dave loves the show. Has he even started uh, Apocalypse, American Horror Story? Fucking awesome. Yes, I have. And um, it's a fucking American Horror Story fans fucking orgasm. I love it. And I want to respond to that because I'm, I've also watched the first seven episodes so far. There's three left, and I 100% agree with you. It nice. is by far my favorite season so far. They are fucking wow. killing it. They are fucking killing it. It is so good. And by hearing that, I may check it out in the next 10 years. You guys know who Sabrina is on this show? Yeah, Kiernan Shipka. From, yes, uh, I just looked yeah. it up. Yeah, what? I just looked it up because I wanted to see if she was going to be hot. And if I if I could say she was hot and everything and and it's Kiernan Shipka and I love her hot or not I, I heard I heard mixed reviews on the show I heard the first half of the show was really good and then it kind of goes a little bit downhill but I like her enough where eventually I'll check it out yeah everything she does she's been yeah good. yeah man wow that's good that's good shit Kiernan Shipka I was thinking when I first pictured it I thought it should have been that chick that is like ridiculously hot from the Babysitter what's her name uh, Samara Weaving Samara Weaving yes. But it's not. But Kieran Shipka is a better yeah. actress. That's cool. I'm I'm watching it just because she's in it. Wow, nice. Yeah, no, a lot a lot of good shows. A lot of good shows out there. Yep, yep, yep. That's the end of the list. Good. So. Boom. We have to read these emails. You know, we put these emails off. We told people you'd read them tonight, so we kind of have to do it. Read even it. Though, although this SC one is really long, so read we're gonna the have fucking to. Thing. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Damn it, it's, that damn it's it, SC. We're gonna have to. But we absolutely will. We absolutely we always do. Kenny Miskell, remember he asked you guys about, um, and I didn't have an answer. It was a quick one. It was just like, thoughts on movies you loved as children, but rewatching as an adult, not so much. Me, I have no answer because nothing's changed. Like, I like things more, but nothing that I used to like, I don't like now. But you guys said you had answers. So. I, have, I have one answer that comes right to the top of my mind. It's not that I hate it. It's just I was obsessed with it as a kid, and now it's just, it's really not that good a movie at all, and that's Troll. Uh, I grew up watching Troll, and I just, it's really not that good. I, I kind of mentioned them already. I'd say Shocker is one of them, Horror Story, Horror Show, and uh, 
I forgot that other one now. Fuck. Not Deadly Friend. The, oh, Maximum Overdrive. I mean, I put these things... I used to watch Maximum Overdrive, like, weekly. ACDC soundtrack, the whole nine wow. yards. I knew it was dumb as shit, but I loved it as a kid. Now, when I just got older, I'm like, yeah, I know, it's just pretty much dumb as shit. But it, there's still a fun factor there. Yeah. But it's a dumbass I, movie. Shocker. Shocker might be another one for me, because I watched that one a lot as a kid. The only problem is, I don't think I've seen it in the last ten years. Damn. So I don't know what I still feel about it, but I remember, like actually being scary to me so it might it might be ridiculous upon rewatch now i can't believe the amount of people that bought that maximum overdrive blu-ray every I, i'm like i can't believe people love this movie that much it's, it's i enjoy maximum shot. overdrive and i would buy it if it wasn't 30 dollars. but oh, i'd buy right. it if it was unrated but they straight out said at this point in time we can't find any of the, un, the uncensored materials or whatever they did a press release for it well i'm like well then i then i don't care yeah same with Shocker. They did that special edition of Shocker, but it wasn't uncut. So, fuck it. Okay, I'm going to read these three um, Patreons that we have, because we haven't. Dale Strom, Sinister Cinema, and Denise Thomas. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, awesome. Thank you, guys. I do have one thing I could read quickly from, and I've been talking to him a lot lately, and uh, Sinister Cinema, uh, Jason Smith, you got to check him out on uh, YouTube. He does really good stuff. And yes, absolutely. Check out Sinister Cinema YouTube page. But oh, wait, is he the guy that just recently? I think I may have. Did he just go to the Myers house uh, and do a quick like live tour of it, like outside? And yeah, show? yeah. He went yeah. to Oscar Myers house. He made a baloney. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> no I haven't seen hated. that one yet, but I am behind. But he didn't tell me. But maybe he did because I'm fucked up in the head. So now I've embarrassed myself because I can't well, remember shit. Well, uh, typically his videos are him sitting in a room talking about a movie or talking about free shit that people have sent him. I'm positive it's him. Might be. I'm going to read his message that he gave us on our Patreon. Hey, guys, I'm a fellow horror YouTuber and just started a podcast of my own. A couple of weeks ago, I was moving and needed something to listen to and wanted to research other podcasts since I had never really listened to one before. Listened to a few horror casts, but nothing really clicked. Then I found your seven-and-a-half-hour top 50 slashers and threw it on, not expecting it to be seven hours worth of interesting listening, but ended up listening to the whole thing in one day. Yeah. I am also a slasher fanatic, and I'm always very critical of supposed experts on the genre, but you guys really know your shit, which is extremely refreshing for me. I feel like I found a set of guys I would actually hang out with and not get bored with. My biggest draw to you guys is that you almost never shit on films and try to find the good and even the worst of shit and give everything its fair chance. That is what I'm all about. I knew I had to support your channel. I only support one other. You guys put me put in so much time and effort that it should be rewarded in some way. I look forward to getting to know you guys and promoting you on my channel as much as I can without being annoying. You guys truly are exceptional podcasters. Keep it up. Awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's not. I was confusing him because the same day I was watching his stuff, I watched some other stuff too. Uh, okay. And now I feel bad that I can't shit out the other guy's name. Sorry. I wanted some music in this episode. So thank you for the message. Thank you for everything. And uh, much appreciated. And uh, Patreon, www.patreon.com slash exploding heads. Check us out. Give us some support. We've been doing things out there. We had a giveaway. Nobody responded because nobody watches the videos. But we want to give you guys something. You're putting stuff in. Fuck, I have so much stuff to give away. I have a pile of movies. If you win, just contact us. Contact me personally. I'll, I'll let you pick from a pile of movies. I got piles of films to get rid of we'll do another video next month yeah we'll do something absolutely we'll get on there we'll do another drawing another giveaway we'll figure it out 
Just start at a buck a month, and you're in on every giveaway and everything. So check it out. And I mean, it is Sinister Cinema. I just didn't nice. scroll down fur- further in his page. So, yeah, cool guy. And you, you got to check it at the Myers House with Brad Thornton. It was a cool video. Awesome. Uh, so awesome. check that out. So it was him. Nice. Well, I know he's been doing those um, those slasher videos a lot lately. And uh, I think they're once a week. I can't remember exactly how often they come, but he but he has a whole a whole series of them. They're, 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 you know what they are? Huh? I'm, I'm sorry, I was singing so oh. okay. out loud. Slasher Sunday reviews he does. What an asshole! <laughs> I'm singing an Oscar Mayer song. Yeah, to himself. Like we're in a fucking show here. <laughs> I'm just saying, my, my Michael Myers has a way with B O L O G N A. That fucking nice. guy. Sinister nice. Cinema, thank you again. Yep. Thank you, Sinister Psyops. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, everybody on Patreon. And thank everyone for listening. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Good night, everybody. Laser off all your hair. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> I, still have no, I still have no idea what Christian was throwing at cars. <laughs> oh, you don't know what plaster scene is? Plaster scene? It's Play-Doh. You, maybe it's a Canadian thing. Plaster scene is another another name for Play-Doh. Oh, so you stripped it of all its fun by calling it plaster. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Play-Doh. Fuck both of you. He's Pre- a heel. Pretty please. You know? Brandon's a heel. I, I thought pl- plaster scene sounds like another name for C four. <laughs> plaster scene. I've heard of plaster scene. Right? Plaster scene isn't it a toy? I gotta make a scene in a second here if we don't finish. <laughs> we never know how to end. Okay, the show. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna <laughs> end with a song. Everybody, end with the song. Uh, okay. I can't feel my neck when I'm with you, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Thank you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Sleep tight. Peace. <laughs> Anything to add, Hairless Wonder? No, I was trying to think of something clever to say about your jizz-closed eyeball, but I can't think of anything this late. <laughs> Good enough. I'm going to well it open for you. Good night, everybody. <laughs>